Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and you're listening to the Third Fleet Podcast. We're in the midst of a huge news blowout from Monster Hunter Rise, so of course we're back to discuss it, get off topic, and just have a good conversation. I'm joined here with host Dudikan, who I'm assuming you know since this is his channel, and I kind of hijacked it here. So hey, Dudikan, how you doing? Hey, Gaijin, how you doing, dude? So <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. People are going to open that video. It's going to be on autoplay. They're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did it just change channels or what? <laughs> exactly. But that's that's the whole plan. That that got to keep people on their toes guessing like, what's this Third Fleet podcast going to be all about? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So we both... Uh, so I apologize. Uh, yeah, I apologize in advance if I sound raspy. One, I just woke up, so I get an octave lower. And I'm recovering from a cold. So Which yeah. I, I heard that you're you're battling now. I'm also recovering from a cold. Like we, we're in the midst of like a bunch of Monster Hunter Rise news, and we both have a cold. <laughs> like, what is going on? Mm. It's almost like we're recording in the same office, and like we kind of like gave it to each other or something. <laughs> it's the digital equipment. I'm telling you, and I don't trust it. It's the five G. It's, it's spreading <laughs> the sickness. No. It's okay because I got I got the Shungite stones though. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Oh, it can't be the five. It would be the three G. It wouldn't be the five G because it's third fleet. So yeah, three G, yeah. fifth fleet, third fleet. <laughs> but no colds are going to hold us back from talking about Monster Hunter. So, but but real quick though, you did tell me that your cold in particular was a really nasty oh, one. Man. What what happened to you? So yeah, well this is. This has been quite a trip. So I think people have to keep in mind also that I'm a single father to a daughter who's almost 12. So like, I it, if I get sick, my daily routine does not change. I still have to, you know, make the meals, clean the house, do the everything else. Like I could take off work and stuff like that, but I can't afford to get sick. So yeah. like it was Friday night. I noticed that I was having a raspy throat, like a dry, sore throat. I thought, okay, well... I've been working all day. I'm stuck in my room. It must be just dehydration. But lo and behold, I started feeling like I was coming down with a cold that night. And I didn't sleep very well. Uh, Saturday comes, I feel like, you know, I got hit by a truck. Like a yeah. Tetranodon just ran me over, you know. It's like I just, I was feeling out of it, right? With the gravel. And I know, right? Well, the, the good gravel. thing is, is like the sore throat was gone. Um, but I had a runny nose. And I was paranoid because of the pandemic. And I'm yeah. like, is that what I have? Or And you don't know. And the panic gives you panic attacks and it makes it worse, right? Particularly so, when you're when you're a single father and you have your daughter and you're thinking, oh, crap, am I going to give it to her? Like, uh, you know, just oh the thought of that stuff is insane. Yeah. So, like, I get through Saturday, even though I felt really bad. Uh, and that night I said, well, you know what? I need to get some good sleep because I didn't sleep well the other night. And I remembered back that I went to America to see my family with Yuna, um, not well, this summer, me. but I think don't last summer, like a year ago. Pills. You didn't do sleeping pills, did uh, you? I don't do sleeping pills. I never okay. have in my life. But okay. the thing is, is no, 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 you're going to, now you're going to shake your head because I hate flying on airplanes. It's, it's the sa it's safer than walking, yet it scares yeah. me and I don't know why. So I had bought a bottle of, someone told me melatonin was good for sleeping. So I bought melatonin in the States, and I never used it. I forgot I bought it. So I remember reading about it. It's like a hormone-affecting uh, type of natural thing that makes you feel like it's like lights out and it's time to sleep. Okay. So it's supposed to help, indu it's supposed to help uh, induce sleep. Um, but I didn't take it. 
So I said, like, okay, well, I'll try that if it's going to give me a good night's sleep, right? So I pop a pill because I looked and it said it was still good until January 21. So I took one pill, drank a lot of water, laid in bed, three hours go past, I can't sleep. Yuna's in the other room playing games and she's like, you know what, I can't sleep. She's like, let's go for a walk, you know, a nighttime walk and try to wear ourselves out. So I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we get outside and we're walking down, a, down and we're probably about a you know, kilometer out. And I think that's where the melatonin started to kick in. It kicked in. Oh, no. And have you ever rode in um, the teacups ride at like an amusement park where it spins you around? Oh, you started feeling dizzy and stuff? So it felt like I was waking up in the middle of a sleep. I was felt dizzy, like someone was pushing me every other direction. And I felt complete fatigue. And I almost, and I practically fell over. And I had to drag myself back to this house literally she had to help me up the stairs oh my god lay me on the lay me on the bed and i thought to myself i'm going to die this is my last night on earth Jesus I, my, my heart my heart was racing i could barely breathe i couldn't speak to her because every time i spoke i felt like i was just giving out all of my life force was just leaving my body oh my i was god. spinning so i couldn't sleep and this went on for two hours and I was like saying my goodbyes in my head, like like that was it. I was so scared I was gonna die. I eventually, I guess, fell asleep. Yuna was a sweetheart, so she was like giving me a back massage and just trying to like get my body to relax because she knew that it was I was in a tense state. So I fell asleep, woke up with a, what felt like a hangover, and then I went on the internet. And I'm like, what in the heck happened here? So I looked it up, and apparently melatonin is a thing that there's some people have side effects from. But oh, yeah. in general, you you take like one milligram or maybe as, as much as three milligrams if you're used to it. And the pill bottle I got because come on, United States, you can buy <laughs> weak you can buy weak stuff and powerful stuff over the counter, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah. up to you. So the pill that I had bought was ten milligrams. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so ten, I, 10 times the dosage, and it was the first time you had it. You had a really bad trip, um, basically. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I never want to experience that one again. So, oh, so you're very lucky to have me here today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I, I brought up. I mean, up I am lucky that, like, my, my fever went down the next day, and I think it be, I established, okay, this is common cold. Thank goodness. But, yeah. man, that was scary. The melatonin scare of 2020. Jesus. Yeah, I, I mentioned sleeping pills because I once got sleep paralysis from sleeping pills and I was like, never again. Oh, no. Hell no. Yeah, so just a warning to the listeners, don't ever take medication, even if it's over the counter, without knowing what you're taking and without the advice of a medical professional. So I did, I did pick up on something else. So you told me you're scared of flying. It's so stupid because when I was young, I loved it. I yeah. thought it was the coolest possible thing in the world. And then when I became, I don't know, was it a father, like 25, all of a sudden I, I mentally I'm fine. My body is freaked out and I got sweaty yeah. palms. I can't sleep. And it's just so weird. So imagine if you were ever in an airplane that got struck by a lightning. Because <laughs> I've, I've been there. Oh, wow. Yeah, the plane, plane just like drops like 500 feet in like a split second. Everybody screaming. There, it was during mealtime as well. So like cups of wine oh and Coke gosh. all flying through the airplane. 
And yeah, I also said my goodbyes at that moment. But no, it was wow. fine. It was perfectly fine. And then and then the captain of the plane just goes on 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 radio and says, uh, sorry folks, sometimes nature plays these little pranks on us. And I'm like, a little prank? Our plane got struck wow. by a lightning. That's that's a little bit more than a prank, dude. Okay. But it was perfectly fine. So do, do, do you feel trauma from that ever since? Do you get a little tense? Uh, I, I'm always a little bit tense on airplanes, particularly if there's turbulence. But, you know, you learn to live with it. Like, I'll, I'll still not stop like, myself. Hey, if I had flown and gotten hit by a lightning, what's the worst thing going to happen? A Rathalos going to come and pull out the wings? <laughs> exactly, pull out the wings. Anderson style? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that would probably be way worse because then the plane would definitely not fly anymore. But uh, it's, it's, it's just weird because yeah, you look it up and it's safer than walking across the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like I yeah, don't but, know why, but it but when me one out. of those bad boys falls down, you're, you're not walking away from it like you could potentially get out of a car crash or something like that. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, so that's my episode. Yeah. But it's a, it's a good thing you brought us back to Monster Hunter because, like we said, there's so much news uh, recently. Oh, my gosh. We've had a new trailer during the Game Awards. Um, we've had uh, four new weapon trailers as well uh, showcasing. And, and I say four, and I was showing three fingers. Like, my brain's also all <laughs> out of whack. I'm on ibuprofen right now. So, yeah. It reminds me of that, was it the Quarantino film where he orders... Uh three or something glasses yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, whiskey because, because it in it germany <laughs> in germany they would say three like this but yeah. in america they would so, say three like this so and they get Nudicon, you know what i have pointed at your crotch no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so, um, yeah, four, four videos four, we had the four videos and we had the trailer so for, first let's talk a little bit not about just that, that trailer. You, i have to call this out because it annoys me to no end that people are like where are you getting this info from? Check out the literally official website, the official people. website. Like it is, it is. I know maybe some companies don't update them, but in like yeah. Monster Hunter team, they always do, and they have so much information. It's a website that's worth checking out. Anytime there's a news dash, they'll include miscellaneous stuff on there. No, no, so no. Listen, listen guys, don't check out the website because whatever they post what? on there, I'm gonna make a video immediately afterwards. So <laughs> Like, seriously, if, if you go watch my recent videos, it's basically just me browsing the website and saying, like, here's the new moves it's for the this narrated web. version. <laughs> exactly. So, like, don't Welcome go to, to the website. website. With just, just, just stay tuned to the channel. Anything that changes, I'll be sure to let you know. So <laughs> no, okay, but seriously, so they, take that one out, guys. We'll, we'll edit that in post. Don't don't read the website. <laughs> no, but seriously, the, the, the website is actually, uh, it's, it's actually really good. Uh, I, I think they did a really good job because on the website, there's also a lot of information about Lauren stuff, how they have their Tatara steel and whatnot in Kamura Village. Yeah. And they tell you about the background of characters, which I do want to talk with one character specifically uh, to you about, but we'll get to that. Because first, I really want to bring up the, the trailer and like that beautiful song. First, I got a question for you. Was that Japanese or Monster yeah. Hunter talk? Monster Hunter talk. I know yeah. they said Kamuda in there, um, but that's Monster Hunter language that they were singing in. Probably Wyvarian. Which it gets me curious. I I don't know whether or not they're using the same production method to create these songs as they do for the diva songs. I think I don't know if we talked about this last. Podcast no, we or we not, never talked about diva songs. Tell me more. See this is this is why so, I really like talking to you about this stuff because <laughs> you know so much more than I ever could, and it's not like I can find this anywhere. Tell me about these diva so songs. The, so so the diva songs, I imagine you're aware of what they are. Like there's. 
like people who are new to World Iceborne, maybe you don't know what it is, but traditionally Monster Hunter would have a music video or a song sung by a Wyvarian diva. It's a character in the universe of Monster Hunter. Um, back in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, there was actually a coliseum where you can, it was like a theater. You can actually sit down and choose a song and she would perform it. And there was a whole list of songs. So that was songs like have G-Rank. Always been that was like G-Rank, right? Yeah. Yeah, I never, Correct, I never got that normal. far. That's the problem. <laughs> so like the, the Wyvarian songs were always part of the way that they communicated the culture of the games. And then they just sort of went away from songs for a while there. But the way they came up with, this has nothing to do with like the speak that they do in the game, like yeah, the Monster yeah. Hunter speech. But the Diva songs, what they've done is Fujioka, the director, he would write out all the lyrics in Japanese that he wanted to sing. They would localize it into French. And then they would take a Japanese speaker and take the French and start translating it phonetically to katakana. And then just, you know, smoothing out edges to make it sound like a made-up language. And that's how they came up with the Wyvarian language for the songs. So Wyvarian is basically... Uh, French-Japanese French butchered. Jap- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese to French to Japanese and then butchered. So it's like, if you ever do that on Google Translate, it's pretty funny. That but is it sounds so really awesome. unique, but it sounds consistent. Like every it song does. feels like it's coming from Cause, cause the same like, dictionary. So I, I was listening to the to the music for for the first time, and I was like, it, "It's it's it's a beautiful tune. Like it's it's very well sung and it's very well performed." And I, you know, you can even get a little bit surprised, almost like, "Wow, this, this is really really good for you know just." a monster hunter trailer like I, I, i'm not sure we're gonna hear that in the game even it's just like for this one actually trailer. well no it's not and that's the thing that i was trying to spread on twitter and i'm most excited about and they didn't include this on the english website i think because in the japanese website they had a special section where they introduced the calligrapher because if you watch the japanese trailers and you see their interest for the monsters they're using very stylized uh, calligraphy to introduce yeah. the monster names and it's really stylized so it's actually like a 30 year old um a lady in japan she's like a really young calligrapher and she's like really interesting and, and, and quite active in the community they're using her to do those so she's pretty famous and then they had a section introducing the japanese singer for the song because it's not the same as the voice actor who does that character and it's another one of those deals where you know it's a a singer with a you know, long history of like 30 years of singing and well-known. And so they, they have a section and they mention in there that one of the ways that they're communicating the culture of this world is through songs and that the trailer featured one of the songs that they're going to oh. have in the game. So there's going to be more songs in this game. It's going to be a thing. Interesting. And I, the fact that they had the cutscenes the way they did, I wonder if it's going to be like the Devo where you can actually select a song and then watch and just watch her sing it. Watch, watch be awesome. the, the, a character perform it. Yeah, I think that'd be friggin' sweet. So I'm super excited. I know that it's not a one-off. So I'm like, wah! Like, oh. it's, it's can like, I also just mention, like, why did they cut... They didn't even play the audio in the actual game trailers 2020, like, in the actual show. Dude, they, they cut, showed, they like, cut this weird, so much of that trailer. Why like, would they do that? Yeah, like, because when I saw the trailer, like, everyone... Because I was streaming the, the Game Awards, and everyone in my stream was telling me, Rurikon, there's, like, a, a three-minute trailer. Time. And I was like, wait, what? It's like, they, they played, they, like, 30 seconds they, or something. I don't, if Capcom, if it was them, if you're listening, don't do that again. Like, show the goods. 
And if that was a game of show words, shame on them. Like, come on. I don't think it was Capcom. I'm pretty sure it was probably the Game Awards. I mean, this year, I don't even think it should be called the Game Awards. It's more like the Last of Us 2 Awards. Like, that game just swooped (laughs) up literally everything. I was like, Jesus Christ. Which uh, uh, no, but yeah, the the trailer. I don't know why yeah. they showed a shorter version, but I, I was yeah, super surprised because you because oh. you barely see anything. Like that's when I typed to you on Discord. It was when I saw. It, I was like, oh, they showed the trailer. There's like two new monsters, and that was it. <laughs> and then you go watch the. Well, it's, it's funny because show- I had to go because then people think that I like I chose to go. Like, oh, he's taking a break. I'm like, no, I'm I'm an adult. I have things I need to yeah. do. I had stuff I had to do, and I'm like, shoot, I have to go for an hour, and then they showed it seven minutes later. <laughs> immediately after you <laughs> left they show the trailer but uh, uh yeah yeah on, on the game awards it was a little bit disappointing that they didn't show that much but you know i, I think the game awards is more of a, a western uh type of a, a western type of program right it usually highlights more western developers which is why i was so surprised yeah. uh i don't remember what year it was it was whenever Sekiro came out i think it was out of 2019 probably was it? Th- it might have been 2019. I don't remember. But the year that Sekiro came out, it won Game of the Year. And I was like, what? I was blown away that Sekiro won Game of the Year. Like, I thought I was yeah. amazing because I-, I love From Software. So I was like, what the hell, dude? But uh, yeah, that-, that was one of my biggest surprises. But either way, so we had the beautiful music in the trailer. And then we have like a bunch of stuff that they showcase that I think is really important. One of those players in the village. How do you feel about that? It's exciting. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, like, you know, okay. So I guess I would say, like, I know there's a group of people who are like, you know, I'm, I I don't like that they're not using 16-player hubs. Yeah. But if one of the side effects of that is that we can now run around the town together, that's a good trade-off in my opinion. I mean, in Hopefully they'll figure out how to do both in the future, but like I'm pretty happy. Yeah, like, I'm I'm super pumped about it because like it, particularly like in world it was always something where, for instance, we'd be keeping up with our um, what's it called in there? It was it was not the farm. The farm for world had a different name. The it's not the resource center either. The botanical center. You're keeping up with that, and you're trying to like make sure that you keep your um, fertilizers yeah. going because you could get like a stack of four fertilizers and then just have one that would instantly renew all four of them. And you're trying to keep that going. But then in between each hunt, like you would have yeah. to exit out of the hub and go to the village well, and nobody could out, go to yeah. the village. Yeah. Kind of took you out of the experience. So this, so, go, go ahead. No, as I said, so like the, the idea that it's the full immersion, you're in there with everybody yeah. and goofing around. Oh, that's so awesome. And and that's the other part of it, the goofing around. Because like it's one thing to have players in a village, kind of like what you have players in, in the gathering yeah. hub, right? That's one thing. But what we did what we are getting is something different because you can actually use the wire bug inside the village. And you can like go up on top of buildings and whatnot. Like they're get, they're gonna put some Easter eggs in there. They have to. There's oh, yeah. gonna be Easter well, eggs. Well it also for tells sure. me it's like, you know, like they had a really smart idea in world where they had like shortcuts, right? To get to certain parts of the town. Yeah. Now we can just zip around and do whatever the heck we want. So like even moving around the town is not only going to be fun, it's going to be functionally better. Like we can get to where we want to really fast. And it's just, I love it. And you can do all the emotes. You can play with your owl. You can ride on your dogs. It's it's just going to feel like a festival. And I, 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 I love the idea. So that that leads me to a different question, though. Do you think we're still getting a gathering hub? Or is it just the village? 
Well, we're definitely getting a, get, getting a gathering hall because they mentioned in the character showcase uh, for Hinoa, who is the maiden. Exactly. That her twin, they said that her twin sister runs the gathering hall. So we are getting a gathering hall. I think they um, said she runs she runs the guild quests. Wasn't that what she they runs the village? She does the village, and then her twin sister, and the serious one, does the, the gathering gu- hall. They said gathering hall specifically. Yes. Okay, because that was going to be my other question. Because like, so if if potentially we wouldn't have a gathering hall, then what was how would it work? Like, because we have this one twin for the single player quest, then the other one who does the multiplayer quests. You know, where they would just like separate things, but so you're definitely sure there will be a gathering hall. It's, it just feels weird to have that separation, right? Because like you got the village. Why do you need the gap? I guess the gathering hall probably just have things a little bit closer and the village is just like an Yo, I imagine thing. like the gathering hall is going to be like the traditional one, right? Like, it'll be a room. You'll have the quest board. You'll have the, the exit where everyone leaves together. You'll have a little meal thing where you don't necessarily need to. Because you need a place that's centralized that when you zip into a hall that's where you enter, right? You don't yeah. want to just enter at the entrance of the village. So it makes sense that they'll have a gathering hall. Um, and then if you want to exit to the village, you can do, th- you can do so. And I'm and sure everybody like can follow or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that they're going to keep up with the uh, decoration stuff that we had in, in world for like a personal room? Cause we're definitely going to get a personal room because we always get it in every single game. Right. Do you think there will be like that social aspect of where we had the decoration stuff and then players could come and visit it and whatnot, even though they only added that in Iceborne, but because like, I would like to see it, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if, they, if they didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think they're only doing for the it fact either. that I, yeah, they got so many other things I think to focus on that. I, I think it would make more sense if they just, uh, I'd be happy either way. Okay. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I'm I'm actually curious. How did you feel about that one in in World and Iceborne? Like having your room and customizing it and whatnot. I almost never used it. I thought it was a cool yeah. feature, and I and you know, and I thought, wow, this is they put a lot of effort into this, and you know, some people certainly enjoyed it. So I think it's good to have, but it's 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 like one of those things. You either either used it or you didn't, and it just feels like maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I. I I don't want to sound disparaging about the feature just because I didn't enjoy it so much, but uh, like I, I barely um, used it as well. I, not only I barely used it, but I found it interesting that the more stuff they would add, it would it was usually things that I wasn't really interested in. Like I like the rustic mm. look of the the starting room because it feels yeah. very cozy and very. And then you see players like putting like, oh, I'm gonna put some marble in here and all, and I'm just like, that just. <laughs> That would just be cold as hell because, like, it, it, this is Celiana, dude. It's super cold outside, and then you're going to come into this room, and it's chuck full of marble. Like, it would be terrible. <laughs> so I, I always this is, had, this is like, gonna the, sound, Yeah, this is going to sound old manny, but, I mean, I like the idea that I am part of a village. So yeah. I like the idea that, like, your room, you can customize a little bit, and you can see your, like, your weapons and stuff, but it generally doesn't change. Like, if I moved out, someone else would move in, where yeah. you can have, like, your own mansion in World. And it almost feels like you're the king. And it's like, I don't know, it pulls me out a little bit, you know? That That's that's so interesting because, like, that was always a discussion that I would have with my friends. Like, you know how you get three rooms in World, right? Because you get the upgrades, right? So you start yeah. and you're in the barracks. And I'm like, okay, I would like something <laughs> better than the barracks because basically, like, everybody's sleeping here, bunk beds and whatnot. I'd like something better. Then you get the upgrade, which is the room with the aquarium. 
I was like, oh, this is nice, nice and cozy. You know, you get your own space. Um, but then you get that friggin' the like the suite, which is like huge, and you have like uh, Palicos playing harps for you. So yeah. give me the presidential, please. You know. <laughs> yeah. So which one did you like the most? I want to say the second one. Yeah. Me too. Like yeah. I, when it, they it moved right. me to the other one, I was like, no, 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 no. Can, can I go back? And it, luckily enough, they left that option in for you to go back. And I was like, oh, great. I yeah. just want to go back to the other one. And so people would like, when, when I was in my stream and I would go to my room, people were like, why are you not in the better room? And I was like, cause this is cooler. It's got an aquarium, dude. It's so nice. Yeah. I liked it. it I mean, I like, again, I, I liked, I get it. And I think it's a cool feature. It's just, I'm not going to cry if it's not in. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. going to kill me. Yeah, I, I do. Lo I do hope that like I did love the idea of the endemic life, like being able to capture it and make it a pet like that was cool. Yeah, And, the, and then feeding it in your room. There was there was so many different yeah. interacts. So cool. I really like that as well. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure what they'll do. It's going to be interesting to find out for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to do it for this one. I was just curious if this was something that you thought was cool. They, they tried monetizing it uh, significantly in World. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. Like, actually monetize the crap out of it, dude. Like, com yeah, considering the free the amount of free content that we got. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just cosmetic stuff. That's the stuff. right way. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's the right way to do monetization because 100%. they're not stripping anything out of the game. It feels like total add-on, which is fine, yeah. and it's all cosmetic, and it's not to mention you still so. you still got free stuff. You still oh, got God, free yeah. stuff at the end of the day, and it was funny because I remember saying, like, dude, if they ever do like a Gajalaka King, I'm 100 buying. It. And then shortly after, here's a Gajalaka King, and I was like, well, guess I'm buying it. <laughs> I bought the Gajalaka King just to have it like in my room. It's so cool. But they uh, got me at the the Gothic Handler is the one that got me. I had to get that one. The what? The Gothic Handler oh. outfit. Oh, I, on on World yeah. they did like a, a bundle where they just had all of the DLC. I just bought that. I was like, just give me everything. <laughs> I'll just I'll just take everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we saw we saw that people could um, fly around the village with uh, the the wire bug, and we're gonna have players at the village. There's gonna be interactions. I think that's gonna be really cool. And then we got to see an an old map return. Which I was actually surprised because mm. um, Chris from Team Darkside, he posted like a comparison picture of the pyramid yeah. in like, I think it was 3 Ultimate, right? I think that's where he got the shot from 3 Ultimate and he compared it to the flooded forest in Rise and it's essentially pretty much the same map. And, you know, yeah. I, think it, I think it's got a lot of elements that are instantly recognizable. I didn't remember the actual name of the map when, uh, when it came up. So I said, oh, look, it's the wetlands. <laughs> I was like, it's the wetlands. <laughs> but yeah it's, it's everybody collectively oh. pretty much yeah I, I posted on twitter there was a video i found that someone did like a video comparison of the map throughout the generations it was really well done it was like monster Hunter nation or something weird name like that but it was like really interesting but they they really are it is the same map it's not like inspired by it it is yeah this is this is the old world so to say so i'm excited and i think maybe this is the reason why they're not committing to getting deep into world lore for this title yeah because we have uh, in japanese interviews we have like toby kadachi and uh, there are other yeah. we have puke puke now as well which was revealed in one of the weapon trailers so it's like we have monsters that are from the new world and monsters that are from the old world and they're just like okay look we're not specifying yeah, where this just, takes place can we just have some fun here people it's like yes it's just a monster hunter game just enjoy it you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that but was it's good a, it's a 
It's a nice recreation of that map. I yeah. really like it. And you actually get to go to the pyramid this time. Like you see players actually running off of the pyramid and whatnot. So uh, what you should do cool. if you have time is compare the theme song. The Japanese rendition of the theme song for this world is so awesome. Like it's it it you you're probably hearing it and you're like oh yeah that's the the classical background for that map. It's not like it's a it's a total rearrangement of it and it's fantastic if you compare oh. them. Yeah, yeah, I've never played too long on those maps, right? Because, like I said, mm. I, I I never played too much of the older games. I really got in hard in um, in World and Iceborne, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have detected that like not by a long shot. But interesting. So, but so basically, map, it's man, like a, that, it's like a remix. That brings back memories. It's like a remix, right? Uh, the music is what you're saying. Yeah, they they rearranged it with a very Asian Japanese tone, with yeah. instruments uh, and stuff. Everything about Rise seems to be more like eight with a lot more Asian influence than uh, like I think the one that felt the most like this is probably Portable Third, and I've never even played Portable yeah. Third, right? Oh, you gotta I, do that sometime. I've I've never look. It's, it's like the the only way to do it would be to like um, pirates yeah, like a like PSP an and then go get the 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 modified yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, I'm not doing that. I don't even have a PSP. That was Ichino said. That's the same director. That's like, I don't know if people realize that. Like, he is the portable team. And I, I can I just say this because this is a good opportunity. I can't stand when people call it the B team and the I, A team. I'm sorry. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. I've I've done that. I, in the I past. only say it because, and it, it differs by culture, but in America at least, when you say A team and B team, the B team sounds inferior. It's like the yeah. bench. Like when you're in baseball. It's not that at all. Like, are you kidding me? They're both A teams, like in terms of quality. It's just you've got the main series and then you've got the portable series. But once the series all went portable, it kind of, it didn't make any sense to call it the portable team anymore, yeah. right? Because everything was on Nintendo DS. So anyway, like he started with what Monster Hunter Portable, Portable Second, Portable Second G, which is where the franchise really took off. Freedom Unite. That was oh his yeah, game. Free, free the, Freedom Unite is really when Monster Hunter just kind of like took Japan at least by yeah. storm, and and that's when it started getting like a foothold in in the West in the as West. well. I feel like yeah, yeah. So then he did Monster Hunter Portable Third. Unfortunately, the third generation came right on top of it, so they didn't do a follow up like a like an ultimate expansion. But see then that he that did was... generations. He did generations after that. So this is like Monster Hunter Portable Fifth. So like he's got a pattern in all his games. Yeah, but it's like see so that like, that's know, one like, of the that's one of the things that I that kind of like also threw me off back in the day because like I remember when eventually I got back into um Freedom Unite when my friend got me back into it, right? And I started getting what the appeal of it was. And it was right around the time that I bought a PlayStation 3. I was like, okay, there's gotta be one of these on the PlayStation 3, right? And then I start looking it up <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, there is, and it's only in Japanese, and I'm just like <laughs> West. <laughs> well, I covered it recently in a video. I didn't. I didn't even know it. But Monster Hunter Tri was going was being developed for PlayStation Three. Yeah, I know. Like I, I they announced I, it and then they canceled it and they moved it over to the Wii. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've actually seen so many different theories about that. Uh, I think the most one of the theories that I that I remember reading because I kind of like committed that one to memory. And that one seemed like the most plausible one. It was something about servers, because I think that Capcom had some kind of a disagreement with, um, this was, someone was saying this on like a forum and it seemed to be reasonable, that they had some kind of disagreement with Sony on the servers for 
portable third. And then eventually Nintendo just told them, look, we'll just, we'll just host the servers. We don't care. And they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, not, not portable third. Yeah. Sorry for, for try, for try. And Nintendo was just like, oh, yeah, we'll just I mean, host I, them. Don't worry about it. Boom. Done. I looked into it. The only official Japanese statement given by anybody at the company was just that development for PS3 was just too, too complicated, too hard. It, it was, a mess and it, it definitely was like, you know, the whole thing so, about the cell processor and whatnot with that console. So yeah, I don't think it's super surprising. But yeah, like what I, was, what I was trying to get at was like, but Ichinose, like he has, like he, he's the one who nailed the Asian theme of Yukumo Village, right? With Portable 3rd, that was his game. The whole quirkiness with the felines is all his idea, like really pushing that to, you know, to the next level. So this is like signature yeah. portable team. Like everything about it just screams, we're going to take the, the fundamental leaps in the genre that was made by the main team, so to say. And we are going to run with it, and we're going to have fun. <laughs> and man, yeah, and 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 they got um, some uh, some influence in terms of um, yokai, right? For for this game as well. Yeah, so they said not every monster, but they said a lot of the monsters. Obviously, the the design inspiration is going to be Japanese yokai themed. Yeah, um, but they said it's it's not a lore thing. It's just there's design inspiration. Which is good. It's going to be good, though, because I know that a lot of people that watch my channel also really enjoy Neo, which is just all about like yokai and oni and whatnot. So there's yeah. going to be a little bit of inspiration in, in the monsters that are coming to uh, Rise that you guys might find somewhat familiar to some of the stuff that happens there. Like we have the, the Somnicanth, which was the... Is that how you pronounce How do you pronounce that? Somnicanth? I don't know. Somnicanth. <laughs> I thought you would it's, have it's the so answer. It's so American, right? Somnicanth. It's the mermaid. The mermaid. The mermaid. Yes, they say that some hunters would actually mistake them for for mermaids. I think it's a, it's an interesting monster. It's definitely not the one that I like the most in the trailer because I don't tend to enjoy sleep monsters all that much. Uh, I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not big into it. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting monster. And um, what do you think that he was doing with the thing in his chest? Was that healing? The little clapping? Yeah, so I, it looked like healing, Yeah, right? it almost looks like he's able to grab stuff out of the water, bust it against his chest, and get buffs. Whether it's a heal, whether it's a... Um, maybe there's things that he pulls out that boosts his attack, I don't know, or his defense. It would be interesting to see if there's a variation there. I was wondering if it was... Uh, I don't think it was because of the design of the object that's in his hand. I actually, like paused the frame and started looking at it and i was thinking yeah. it could be like that snail what's what's it named they actually named it the snail that comes with the, the heel escurgo yeah, yeah that I, th I thought it was like maybe it's grabbing an escurgo and it's like smushing it and getting all the heel yeah. out of it. <laughs> it's like, so no. like and people have noticed like if you see on its chest because it's it's banging stuff against its chest like a drum yeah and so they have like the little taiko drum design like there's the symbols on its chest that look like what they put on taiko drums I thought that was a cute, cute little design thing that they did. I, I didn't notice the 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 Tyco symbolism on it, but again, I, I'm not. Super so I'm kind of curious, like, yeah. So I'm curious, like, maybe it gets a lot of buffs. So maybe the idea there is to break its chest as fast as you can, because if you break its chest, I can't imagine it's going to start slamming clams and oysters against it. I imagine it would stop it. Yeah, it, it probably so, would. So maybe that'll be something like, uh, you know, break apart to stop it from buffing itself would be pretty cool. You know that one of the things you're going to have to do that bad boy is going to break its claws for sure, right? 
You're going to have oh, to break I love the, awesome. those long claws, dude. You're going to have to break I, those. I see those claws, and the only thing I think about is they look just like Mizutsune's claws. Mizutsune. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I want to see good old uh, Laser Jet Water Boy come back. It's like, I, I, love, I love that monster so much, Mizutsune, specifically because I used to work... Um, in uh, one of my father's companies, we did like, um, we had laser cutting machines, like CNC machines that would cut laser. And I remember because we would do research and you know what is used to cut like the thickest possible metal? Water jet. Uh, At least back water. in the day it was. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's straight up water jet. It's like a, a jet of water that just cuts clean through metal. Sheesh. So like... Mizutsune's water jet, the first time I saw it, I was like, holy crap, it's just like the, the CNC machines like cut through metal with water. It's insane. But yeah, you can you can cut a lot with water as it turns out. But uh, I, I really like before we move on to the next one, I really like Somnicant though. Like the, the armor that they showed for it looks so cool. It does. And like the dual blades look like the claws, like they're all long and pointy and stuff. Like, oh. Yeah, because because for those of you that still haven't watched the uh, the videos of the of like the dual blades and whatnot, they showcase different armor sets uh, for each of the weapons. And on the dual blades, they show the full set for Somnicanth uh, for female characters, right? It was for fem was it for female? Uh, yeah, they have a, they have a render no, for both. But but like the the female one has like the the veil on on the face, like yeah. the really bright veil. I think it looked really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the next one yeah, so is I, I, is one of those way more fun like S tier type <laughs> monsters. Uh, how do you pronounce that one? Because like I've been super corrected already. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like well, I, I, I mean, I, I am not the model for how to pronounce stuff. I'll just say that right now. I say things apparently wrong all the time, so yeah. I just call it Bishaten. Okay, because I said Bishaten because I, I I kind of I thought uh, that people if I said Bishaten people would like put the that part in the middle and go like, oh, that's a curse word. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce Son this. Son of a bish. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but bishaten is, is what you would say. Bishaten? Yeah, bishaten. So yeah. bishaten is like some bishaten. kind of a flying bat monkey thing that's got a kangaroo pouch <laughs> where he puts like fruit in there and then he throws the fruit at you. <laughs> Do you know all fruit? Why? I, oh, persimmons! Come on now. Like, I do you like persimmons? Like, have uh, you eaten them before? I think I might have eaten them, and I don't think I like them because I isn't yeah, it something that's super like sweet? They're, oh no, they're bitter. Okay, then no, then I'm yeah. confusing it with something. Well, else. I mean, they're sweet bitter. I don't even know how to describe. It. It's a really weird taste. But, I don't like them personally. But that was featured in, in Sekiro. Like there were there was something about persimmons in Sekiro as well. But but keep going, keep going. No, it's a very Japanese fruit. I mean, they're all over the place here. So it makes sense that it would be throwing those at you. And those things are pretty tough as well. Like in real life, like they're not squishy, fun little fruit. Like they're really tough. So like that would so hurt like if you coconut, were being hurled. Coconut level? No, a little bit soft. Yeah, they're, they're called uh, kaki in Japanese. And if oh, you were really? to, to throw a kaki, if you were to throw a kaki at somebody, you could hurt them. Like that stuff. It's like a baseball. Interesting. And it's, they, not, it's not like a little squash or something. But yeah, the... Yeah, because I I thought that there I would don't be know, just like, I thought it would be more squishy, but now that you're describing that to me, I'm like, oh, that that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I don't know, like I'm not that astute when it comes to Japanese lore, so I don't know if there's a thing with Tengu and like with persimmons, like there's there's a story behind that. I'm sure there is. 
I don't know it. I, yeah, there's a. I don't think it was about personal models, but I think it was about the specific uh, features of that uh, bichatan or whatever. That's people have already said in one of my videos. And I'm sorry, I don't memorize that stuff. But yeah, people already said, "Oh, yeah. this is clearly inspired by this one, and this is inspired by that one." I was like, "Great." <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, there's no way to memorize. There's just so many of these yokai, and it's like, yeah, too much. But, but this thing's got like so many things going on, right? It's got like yeah. That, it's got that tail that it can stand on. It like reminds me Macau? a little bit of like the great Macau. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was the Which first I thought thing. That was cool. I mean, we're, we're going to be swiping at that tail uh, the second he starts standing on it, swiping at it, see if we can drop him down. That's oh, probably yeah. going to be a mechanic 100%. I'm sure the hit zone on that thing is going to be horrible because, I mean, it uses it for mobility. So it's probably really tough. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so the, the other interesting thing about this one is also that uh, they said in the website that the fruit would have like different effects. I think, didn't they? I'm pretty sure. I, oh, interesting. I, I think I read that in the website. Like, I, I could be wrong. I could just like be making up fantasy stuff in my head. No. <laughs> but I think they Here said. Here I am checking it out. Yeah. Uh, it keeps various fruits with all kinds of effects in its belly pouch. So he's got like a kangaroo pouch, and he's got like a bunch of fruits on it. Oh, you're right. it does it does say that it says and while like, it is omnivorous, it has a preference for fruit and keeps various fruits with all kinds of effects in its belly pouch. Yeah, so uh, it, wow. it's like in, in, in one of the pictures that they show, he's clearly going to try to poison the players because you can see the, the purple effect on it. Uh, the, but I think he's going to have different ones. And I also suspect that at some point he's going to actually pull out of the pouch and eat and potentially gain like a buff or something. Yeah, let me read the Japanese and see what they say here. Ooh. His name in Japanese, just so you know, is uh, Bishutengo. Bishutengo? It's, it's yeah, it's pretty close actually to oh. the to English here. What's really interesting is that in the Japanese website, they only mention persimmons. They don't say fruits. It just says it has persimmons that it throws at you. Interesting. Because Interesting. So it doesn't even uh, it doesn't even say all kinds of various effects. effects. I think I think the English is right. I think they're just giving us more information that we're getting in the Japanese <laughs> site, which is cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Good. Uh, because yeah, th that was one of the first things that I was like, oh man, that, that means that those fruits are going to do different stuff depending on which fruit he picks up and whatnot. Maybe he's got, yeah. uh, maybe it's different status effects instead of buffing himself. So maybe he's got like a paralyzing persimmon, like, or something like that instead of just having, I was saying, if, you, if you think Somnicanth was a hard name to memorize, the Japanese one is such a mouthful. Oh my God. It's, I'm going to, I can't even say this. I, I look at it and the arrangement of the letters is so alien that I end up. <laughs> Stopping in the middle of the word. It's uh, Isonemikuni. 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 Like, that is just bizarre. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, ditto on that one. <laughs> but uh, Bishaten has that um, that thing of, like, just the, the playful uh, stuff that you tend to see from something like a Kuluyaku or another one yeah. that it reminded me instantly was uh, Ketchawacha. Remember Ketchawacha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved Ketchawacha. a lot of Ketchawacha. When, when he went into rage mode, like popped his, his ears in front of his eyes and then the yeah. ears looked like bigger eyes and you're just like, holy crap. This is, it was just a really cool monster as well. I, I think at, at one point, I think I made a video for uh, TGN back in the day where I, I selected the, my favorite Monsters Monster at the time, and Catch a Watcher was actually one of them because I thought he was such a creative thing. He's got like a an anteater mm. thing going on in his nose, and he's got the ears and whatnot. And Bishaten gives me a little bit of that vibe, 
but with also the the tail thing of uh, of the great Macau. I wonder if he actually uses it to <laughs> slam. I don't think we see any animation of him slamming his tail, but if he slams that down on you, that's oh, gonna, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, that's gonna be one. Of I those can't hits. wait. To, this is a monster. I can't wait to see how it acts when it's enraged. Yeah, because they gave it every ability in the book. It can jump. It can swing. It can fly. It can throw stuff. Can you imagine how aggressive and fun it's gonna be when it's upset? I, oh I, man. I can imagine that I wouldn't like to have to put a worm steak blast on it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> everything always goes back to me. Like I'm thinking about, please, no, no mm. more worm steak blast. There was what? that little Easter egg in the trailer, though, that not everyone caught, which was during the gameplay footage of uh, Bishaten was they were showing off a different weapon for the Palamute. I don't know if you caught that. No, I, I, so I, normally, I don't tend to pay attention to the, the companion weapons. <laughs> Because up until now, they've always shown like the Palamute had like the little knife in its mouth and it would, it was like a melee attack. It would jump yeah. and hit it. But for that particular cut, it was using almost like a kunai with like a rope. It was like a long, it was almost like a ranged weapon. It was a long rope with little knives on the end and it was swinging them around. Interesting. Kind of like yeah, what they did with the SNS wild. with the silk bind. Yeah, yeah. It looked very similar. So it, it tells me that the, the, the companions are going to have weapons of various different types, which is super exciting. Yeah, because before we basically had like slashing and blunt and the boomerangs. That was it, pretty much. Yeah, slashing, yeah. blunt, and different types of boomerangs, which would also be slashing and blunt. Uh, and and not to mention, like, I hope that they don't make the thing where uh, certain attacks in in the Palico, for instance, in World, it's like, oh, this attack benefits more from ranged attack. This attack benefits more from melee attack. Yeah. It's, it's very frustrating because, like, if you swap tools, like, oh, now I got to swap the weapons as well. And there's no, mm. um, what are it called? There's no gear sets for, for Palicos and whatnot. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just like min-maxing that type of stuff. So, like, one of my favorite weapons in World was the little uh, firecracker thing that was just, like, Pop the firecrackers. <laughs> you remember an Iceborne just like, what is it called? The is a Muletov cocktail and it had like a, a special, the, the Mew cannon or whatever. And that thing basically scaled off a ranged attack and there were so few weapons with high ranged attack. I'm, I just want my Palico to hit hard, really hard. <laughs> I couldn't get it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fun. But uh, yeah, so Bishaten, like, I think we both kind of agree that that's the more fun looking monster of the, the ones that they've shown so far, right? I like them both equally. I can't choose between the two oh, of them. No, I love them I'm, both. I'm team Bishaten all the way. All the way. I love his armor, though. Like, it's so colorful. It is. Wait, like I, uh, wait, wait. That, that, that's the thing that I wanted to ask you. That's the bow armor that they showed, right? Yeah, it's the one that has, like, the, um, I would say, like, turquoise, white, and, like, different colors like, when, like that. When that's I, Bishaten, yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, that looks like Zenogre because of the colors. But then I was like, I was looking at the close-up and I was like, wait a minute, there's feathers here. This can't be Zenogre. No way. Zenogre doesn't have feathers. <clears throat> so I was like, did, yeah. did they put the tufts of fur from Zenogre into feather-like shapes? No, that can't be it. And then I was looking at Bisheth and I was like, oh, that's probably what it is. And then it makes sense because the dual blades with Somnicant. So yeah. But yeah, it looks freaking amazing. I... Oh, I, I'm at a loss for words, honestly. With the color palette that they're choosing is just so vibrant. Yeah, oh, that, that was it. one of that was one of the things that I kind of missed from, <clears throat> from World. Cause like, yeah, in World you had more realistic designs and more detailed designs and all of that. 
Yeah. But I feel like a little bit of the the color was lost in that process from like older games. Like you look at some of the armors that you get in like Gen U, and it's like, holy crap, this thing looks insane. And then you look at the armors in World, yeah, they look great, but they miss a little bit of that more old style yeah. uh, art. Yeah, I can imagine if you use such vibrancy in the colors in World, it would look really weird. Yeah, it, right? it would look completely out of so, place. Yeah. Yeah, so high quality and so not realistic. I mean, that's such a weird word to use because we know it's not real. Yeah. But, you know. It, it, it's something that you almost feel like you could see in real world. Like, you know, you you equip it in in someone like the same way that you look at the movie. And, you know, it, the armor that Tony Jaa is wearing seems to make some kind of sense. Even though the, yeah. sword, the sword is kind of small. Let, let's be honest. The great sword, not so great. <laughs> could be now, much if you want to talk about, like... To move us along, like did the next monster they showed off in the trailer, the, the Royal Lenny ones, I call it the Royal Ludroth. <laughs> I love the way you say it because <laughs> I instantly go to the L E W D Ludroth. I was like, oh, <laughs> we need we need some fan art, guys. We need, we need some fan art of Ludroth. <laughs> oh come on! Cut me some slack, man. No, but it, it's, how do you say it? I say Ludroth, L- Ludroth. Ludroth, not lewd. Ludroth. Ludroth. <laughs> lewd. <laughs> I think it's my American coming out. Yeah, but um, the, lewd Roth. The the thing the thing that that was about Ludroth is that now I'm gonna say it like that forever. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I that I noticed about about <clears throat> in the trailer that I wasn't aware of. I mean, not in the trailer, but like after looking at the website and whatnot, I was not aware that the the main that he has is for the purpose of yeah. soaking water. Did yeah, you know that the already? The spongy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I was not aware of that. Like, I know that all of the monsters have, like, logic to it, which is one of the things that I love about Monsters and Monster Hunter is that they're actually based on some degree in creatures that actually exist. Like, I remember when uh, when they were talking about Tetsukabra, about how it was a mixture of a bullfrog with, uh, what was the other thing? I forget. It was a bullfrog and some other animal. They were like, oh, yeah, we crossed these over. That's why when he moves, he kind of like hops around like a frog. And then yeah. he's got like these fangs from this other animal. I was like, holy crap. It's like you start looking at it and things actually make sense because the monsters feel like they could actually inhabit these places. Yeah. Right. And they're, they've adapted just, and evolved to, to kind of be that way. Yeah. Like not to get us too off topic, but I was talking to uh, Bandino, Bandino who does a lot of lore stuff on Twitter. And uh, he was going through stuff on like Nargakuga and like just marveling at the fact that they really did their research and like it doesn't actually have black fur on its wings. It's actually an evolution from a scale. So it looks like fur, but it's actually more... It, they said that, you know, it's, it's got a certain type of protein, like uh, creatine or whatever, which is, which is like shared between scales and fur which is why it's tough. And like, they have this whole logic and they find some type of pseudoscience to explain it. And I'm just like, I love this team. They're so, they're so interesting in that, how they do that. That's why the monsters in, that's why there's no other game that has something like this, right? Cause you know, normally when people think of video games, like to think, okay, this monster is going to look like this and he's going to do a pouncing attack like this, but very few people are actually thinking, yes, but why? Why does the monster look like yeah. that? Why does it do that? And like you look at L- uh, Ludroth and you just think, okay, it's, a, it's nothing special, right? It's a dude. He's got a mane. It's whatever. And I was look, reading it up in, in the description of the new website and I was like, 
oh, that thing is actually a sponge and you actually get a, a good look at like the, the main of it. And it, it, you can actually see the texture and stuff. And I was just like completely blown away. I was, I was, I was quick looking for it. I was going to show you a book that I have in Japan. They publish a series of books in which they invite scientists and like, um, uh, professors from universities to theorize about the actual natural origins of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, of, and of like monsters how and they monster have the ability. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. Oh like it's God. a monster hunter series where they talk about how scientifically could we explain this ability for them to put stuff to sleep? Like what gland would they have? Like what and they go into real detail. It's really nerdy. It's really funny. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's that's why monsters in this game are so special because there's so much detail and so much that actually goes into the creation of these monsters that it's it's it, it always blows Blood. my mind whenever I come upon a little Ludrotho or Ludroth, however you want to say it. That is such a favorite for mine for the fact of how fun it is to hunt it because I mean it's a long boy, right? So you've yeah. got like it's it's always pointed at you. It's got the long mane in front of you, but the prize is usually you want to snap that tail off. So it's a really wonderful tutorial monster for learning how to reposition your weapon because it's always charging at you. So it's always putting its tail away from you. It does a roll attack. So it has certain windows where it's open um, that you can punish. So you start to learn your weapon. Like, how do I move fast? How long is my window? And how do I get behind him fast? And to me, it's just a really fun move set that it has. And it almost feels like a good boxing match, you know, like the really good monster sets where... They have an attack set that it, you know what they have in their pocket. And it's like, he does this, I do that. Then then he goes around this way and I'm going to go around the right-hand side. You know, and it feels really good when you get him down. I just love it. I, I, I still remember that that was one of those monsters that you look at his tail and you don't think that you can chop it because it seems kind of small, right? The first time that you look at it. It's, it's got the best sound effect too when you crack that thing yeah, off. Exactly. It's like when you take it's like when you take cucumber and you crack it open. Oh my god! Exactly. So like the first time that I was fighting and I accidentally chopped off his tail, I was like, "Oh, you can chop off this guy's tail." I wasn't aware of that. That's cool. <laughs> you can you can bust up his sponge as well and get that. It's he's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I I did like basically beating him when when I when I this was. This was when I was still kind of like getting into it. And I think this was in uh, in 3U. Because like I, I bought a Wii U just to play 3 Ultimate, pretty much. <laughs> like I justified to myself like, no, I wanted to cover all of the fantastic games on the Wii U. And it did have fantastic games. Don't get me wrong. Wii U had great games. But like yeah. ultimately the main reason was like, yeah, I, I just want to play some Monster Hunter. And I don't want to do it on the 3DS. So I bought a Wii U. But uh, yeah, the, the, the Ludworth was was a ton of fun. And then we, we had another... I don't know why, but Yuna calls it peanut. She she looks at the sponge and she thought they looked like a bunch of peanuts around its thing when she was younger. <laughs> so now when she saw the trailer, she's like, ah, oh, peanuts is back. <laughs> I'm like, why are you calling it peanuts? Peanuts. But... <laughs> That's nice. And, but um, she, she has fond memories of the monster as well, so she's excited to fight it. Oh, man. And then there's another returning one that we're getting as well, which is the the great Roggy. Now, Roggy. this is one of those that I haven't fought that much. Were they in... They were in FU, right? Freedom Unite? 
Uh, I'm gonna. I would have to look at the wiki. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know. Yeah, but because I don't think they were in any other one that I've played. Like I remember the great baggy. I remember the great jaggy. But the Roggy, I can't really place it down. Yeah, so Roggy is, I think it's, yeah, it's it's portable third and three uh, three ultimate. It's just oh, Monster it's Man an third ultimate. generation only. Okay, so it was an ultimate as well. Interesting. I was wondering if we were going to get uh, potentially the Great Jagged, because that was actually the, the first one, the first monster that I've ever fought. And it would be cool to, <laughs> to, see, to you know, to get back into hunting a Great Jaggy, so... So yeah. the, I, you know what, I'm going to point it out and your viewers are going to point it out and laugh as well, that it's hilarious that you say that you haven't fought the great Roggy much because you're wearing its hat. Its hat is basically your hat. It's armor. It's got like this almost like crocodile Dundee style, oh like hunting God, hat. Oh my God, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Like, so you're going to have, you're going to have to get it for your, for your character. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause like I got, uh, it's like, I got the this this uh, hat that looks like this in GU, but it's from the equipment of the Caravaneer, which I don't even remember what monsters I got it from. It was a, oh, a yeah. bunch of different monsters. But like my character was basically wearing the Caravaneer outfit because it goes well with the hat. Because you can like do transmog and whatnot. Uh, that's actually something that I'm curious about, but we'll get to the transmog conversation later. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I, I did not know that that's the one that, yeah, that had I did. the hat. This, this is a bad shot, but you can, it's got an upward curve, so it's a little different from your hat. But I'm just posting you a quick little picture here. You can see it's got a, a snazzy hunter's yeah. hat. Yeah, that does that does look good. <laughs> I, I would definitely wear that. Like whenever there's a game where my character can wear a hat similar to this, I always do it. So like Final Fantasy, you have my character like in full plate armor and then a hat like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But Rogi to me is like the the precursor to the great Izuchi. Because that that was like they never had AI so sophisticated in the game where yeah. You know, like you'd had like the Jaggies and the Great Jaggy, but they they really didn't work together. They just all ganged up on you and and tried to hit you. And you have the where same the thing. Great Izuchi, like you, you kind of have like the same thing with, together, the, right? with with the Great Macau. You have something very similar with that. The the little Macaws would also come, and you would actually call yeah. them. I think the the Great Macaws. I think might be. A, did the Great Jaggy call them as well? I don't remember. It's been too long for me. I believe so, yeah. But they never felt like they were actually communicating or working together. It felt like yeah. they were just ganging up on you. They would just the Rocky, show up. Though, and... The Roggy, for some reason, felt like they were ganging up on me. Like like they knew what they were doing. Like the great Roggy would attack in a certain way and spew poison at you while the small ones would go around the back and try to hit you. Huh. And it was, it was quite annoying if you didn't have anti-poison on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I have some, I have a lot of memories of struggling with the fight. And then, of course, because it's the um, the flooded forest, uh, Devil Joe constantly would invade. And that ticked me off. So I'd be like trying to handle this Roggy and all of a sudden, you'd, dun, 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 Joe would come in and I'd have to run away. <laughs> but like, I can't wait to see the AI that they're making for the Izuchi applied to the Roggies. It's going to be probably a pretty challenging hunt. Yeah, because the the Azuchi has the thing where all of the I, I remember seeing in, in one of the early trailers where like you would see the Great Azuchi would do an attack and then the others would follow up with an attack of their own or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, they all work in uh, in coordination with each other. So that's that that's means that they have an AI system for it, which which means that if you're a multiplayer, it might actually make sense to say, hey, you guys take care of the little pip squeaks for now, and then yeah. let's get him alone before he calls out a new bunch. That could be really fun. 
it, it will be interesting to see how much they evolve the AI because, you know, uh, we're, we're always talking when it comes to video games, everybody's always talking, okay, we need better graphics, we need better this, we need better that, but like AI is always one of those things that gets kind of a little bit almost left behind. People are just like, no, I just want the visuals. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I always like seeing that the Monster team is constantly trying to push that stuff forward more and more. Like I really like what we got with Turf Wars and we're definitely going to be getting Turf Wars again. And there's even ways to kind of like try to provoke them with the stink mink and all of that stuff, right? So that is also something that I'm personally excited about. But um, in, uh, in in previous trailers, we got a couple of more monsters, which were the Magnamalo. It's going to be the flagship boy. We have the Aknosom. We just talked about the great Izushi and the Tetronodon. Did I pronounce all that correctly? <laughs> I, th I think his name is pronounced Chunky Boy. <laughs> Chunky Boy, yeah. The, the great Chungus as well, I've heard. <laughs> Big Chungus, but uh, yeah, the, the uh, best name so far, of course, is is Latumsky. That's that's, that's Latumsky. What's that? I don't know if you. So the the French name for Palamute is Chumsky. Chumsky. <laughs> Why? Le Chumsky. I love it. <laughs> no idea. It sounds so funny. It does. But Chumsky. Um, out of out of all of these new ones, which one did you kind of like like the most? Oh, good gosh, you're you're doing that type of question. I oh, mean, uh, you know, it's just just you know, you don't have to think too much about it. It's like the first one that you're like, oh, I kind of like this one. <laughs> Jesus, this is like a serious commitment for you. Like for me, it's very easy. I, I think it's probably Bishaten. Bishaten, I, I think, is the one that I like yeah. the most. Like I think Magnamalo is pretty cool as well. Um, but I don't know. There, there's always something about the more quirky monsters that I'm just like, oh, this this looks kind of cool. The Thronodon is also the, there's also something special about him because I really like the way that he was fighting the Azuros. And then eventually when yeah. he was like, well, I can't pick it up. I'm just going to try to eat it. <laughs> just puts the Azurus in his mouth, tries ah. chomping it down. I'm just going to eat you. And then he can't do it. Like, but it's funny that he at least tries, right? He picks him up. He's like, ah, come here. I'm going <laughs> to. So that one also has maybe, a Maybe place. Agnesum. I really like Agnesum. That bird is just wild. Yeah. He makes the funniest expressions. If you look at the screenshots, he's like, ah, <laughs> it's like. And there's the there's the thing where when he puts up his thing supposedly is um, is the the bird stuff that he's got on top of his head supposedly looks like a big eye or something. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that I just love his uppercuts, like just yeeting the hunters around the field is just great. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that one is inspired by this umbrella type tengu that I've seen in um in Neo yeah. before because because it is is. <laughs> his mane or whatever you want to call it on top of his head definitely looks like a tengu, uh, not a tengu, definitely looks like an umbrella type thing that he's got going. But uh, yeah, monsters aside, uh, the next one's a big one. Rampage. Ah, yes, the Rampage. So can I want to call something out here because I've seen some people debating about it, but they use the word frenzied in the trailer, in the dialogue. He says, okay. like a bunch of monsters in a frenzied state. Oh my like god! That okay. frenzy is not okay. I'll, okay, stop me if you want to stop me. No, 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 no! Keep going, keep going. I'm, I'm getting excited. No, don't get excited because when they oh, say frenzied, it. it's not the frenzy term for Monster Hunter for Ultimate. It's not. Oh, it, it's literally just a coin. They just happen to use the same word here. 
they don't use the same word in Japanese at all. Okay. It's, it's literally just, yeah, they're just, they're excited. I don't know why. They're, they're kind of going, they've gone nuts, which I think is probably a, a side effect of Magnamalo. Is that he makes them go a little insane, probably? Yeah, that that's that seems um, like it's the case because of like his little purple glow and whatnot. So it's 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 like I I never paid too much attention to the word frenzy in that trailer. When you said it just now, I was like, oh, frenzy. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I don't know if they're doing this to bait people, but they used the word calamity in the first trailer, which got all the Shigato Magoto fans were like, oh, yeah, the calamity or Amatsu. They're like, oh, it's the calamity. I'm like, no, it's not that. And then now they said frenzied, and they're, oh my God, Gormagala's gonna be back. It's like, that's not what he well, meant. Well, what if Gormagala was back, though? Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> that would be so good, right? God, like that, I love Gormagala. That was always one that whenever people were, were asking me, like, what would you like to see come back to world? Like, Gormagala was always, you know, there's Kurupeku, because I really like Kurupeku, right? Kurupeku is super cool. Like, I, I particularly like the little sounds he makes whenever he puffs up. It's like, tuck, 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 tuck. I just love that, right? <laughs> like, I always thought that was awesome. But, uh, you know, the one that you really want is Gormagala. But I always said, like, look, if they bring in Gormagala, they're going to have to do it right. They have to bring the virus. They have to bring the infected monsters. And that's probably not going to happen. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the Rampage seems... Like, the Rampage, I imagine, is probably more exciting for you as a streamer than anybody because... That sounds like it's going to be a fun mode to play with people. Yeah. That, see, that's the thing. Because, like, I, I have a lot of people on, on my YouTube that they actually prefer to hunt solo. There's a lot of people that are like, no, I prefer to hunt solo, right? And uh, that's why... That's I, me. You, you prefer to hunt solo as well? Oh, yeah. I, I hunt 99% solo. It's like... I love hunting solo as well, don't get me wrong, which is why I usually, like I told you, I like the, the challenge and I try to fight every monster by myself the first time. Uh, but I also really like hunting in groups. I guess I like both. I like both ways. I like both. Yeah. They're both totally different games. They're so special. Yeah. But the thing about, um, an event like siege, because, you know, we see the monsters coming and we see like all of those siege weapons. Yeah. I just said siege. I meant to say rampage. Think about rampage. You see all those siege weapons coming up. Like your first thought is, okay, there's going to be an event with a lot of siege weapons and correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty much every event that has every quest that has siege weapons, I feel like it's better played in multiplayer. Yeah, I would yeah. I would agree. This yeah. feels like a mode that would be tailored better for multiplayer. So probably you'll be able to scale it for one player, I would assume, because ultimately it's a portable so device. This is my this is my tinfoil hat here. This is pure speculation. Nothing gives me a hint, but I notice there's a trend in this game where all the NPCs, which I'm sure we'll get into. I know we've been talking about the trailer for an hour already, but we haven't even touched the surface yet. Yeah. <laughs> all the NPCs are active participants in the story. They're hunters. If you noticed, yeah. Hamon, the blacksmith, the blacksmith is, was is a hunter. hunter. He hunted the with village, the, the elder. Fugen, he's a hunter, longsword user, going to trip you all day. Um, <laughs> you've got the, even, even the bunny dango girl, uh, Yomogi, she does heavy bow gun. Like, they are all hunters, right? Except the maiden. I don't think we've ever seen her with a weapon. But it would make sense to me that if you are solo doing a rampage, that NPCs could man and help out on the ornaments. Like, it would make sense to me. If you're Dave. hunting and then periodically, not as much as a human player, yeah. but perhaps other participants from the village could run and, you know, shoot off a turret or... Um, because, I mean, they did the AI back in Monster Hunter World, yeah, right? Where world. Like, the NPCs would help out. 
I don't see why they couldn't do that for this one. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to bring that up, particularly for the Zora Magdros encounters and stuff like that. NPCs would constantly fill the cannons. They would shoot the ballista. They, they would never actually shoot the cannons yeah. themselves, but they would fill them up for you. You just have to go in there, aim and shoot. But like you said, it's, it's a portable game, so they're definitely designing it in mind that you can play it single player. So I'm not worried yeah. that it's going to be some mode that's going to be hard to approach if you're a solo player. In fact, it might even be more fun solo because of the frantic nature of it. I don't know. I, I kind of like those modes to me just always feel better with, with several players. Like I really wish that there was, for instance, a better version of Zora Magdros because I mean, you know, Zora Magdros, you can basically just get through the encounter by shooting the cannons like that's it even yeah. i think even the arch tempered version you can basically okay now we shoot the cannons but we also bring heavy artillery blah but uh i think that there would be something special about that encounter if it was more about okay you have to shoot the cannons at this time while this other player goes on top of him and actually does some other yeah. stuff like breaks some of his uh cores or whatever like, I think that would be much more interesting. So I always find that those events are more interesting with more players. Same thing with, like, um, Xenogiva, for instance. It was also a fight that, like, the first time I fought Xenogiva, I was playing Sword and Shield. I was like, oh, my God, I hate this. I hate <laughs> The reach this. is so good. It was so bad. I, I was so frustrated. You're just, gonna, you're, just, you're just hitting fingernails the whole time. Yeah. But uh, it's like when I then played it with other people, like after I killed it, I was like, oh, this is way more fun when you have other people that that yeah. particular fight. Right. So I just feel like fights like this that are more like a siege type event, they just end up being more fun uh, when you have multiple yeah. people. To totally agree. And I think that's good from game design perspective for them to have something in there that feels special and in, in even more encouraging for people to play together because like when we say that it's portable like maybe in the west it's different but like in japan that actually means more multiplayer people play monster hunter portably together yeah like that's just traditionally how it's done so when you say the machine is portable it's better for single play no it makes it better for multiplayer it, it means just... i can get together with my friends in a cafe and we can or behind you know schoolyard or, or after work in the park we could go crazy hunting together like if anything i think the portable nature is going to make multiplayer easier to approach yeah for, in japan at least it's just i think that's a big shift in culture from the east to the west you know like because i also think like that particularly because like you know yeah. I, I before the pandemic and all of this pretty much almost every weekend or every other weekend like i would get together with friends of mine and we would all we would all bring uh, our playstation 4s to the house house of this other friend of mine and he would have like a couple of monitors that we all could use monitors yeah so we would so we would <laughs> just like so western up. like you can't imagine that in japan like people with like multiple monitors all over the house and tvs and yeah but but it's like it, it's crazy. one of those things where you know playing online is all well and good and it's fun but like actually being next to like a friend while you're playing a video game together it's it's something it's completely special. different right so we would try to do that every weekend or every other weekend where we'd bring our consoles over. And that was always the dream for me would be like, oh man, just give me something on Switch that we can all just like bring oh, a yeah. Switch instead of lugging around the PS4 and whatnot. Just <laughs> so we bring the Switch. And, and it was, I was always so sad because there was this one, one, of, one friend in the group that never got into GU. And I was just like, you bastard, just play GU. Wow. I hate you. Why can't you just play GU and we would all have fun? But no. I think great thing is you don't even need to have internet, right? Because when you're yeah. when you're ad hoc like that, you just connect in and play, and it's so fast and good. It's just yeah, that that's yeah. So I think the rampage is definitely I think tailored for multiplayer. I think it's going to be the highlight. Like 
hey, get together with your friends and go crazy. And so the other I can't thing, wait to see how many monsters are they going to be able to have at once. Exactly. That was what I was going to bring up next, because in the trailer, they show <laughs> five monsters in the same picture. There's no way, right? That's crazy. But you don't think that don't there's know. a way that they, you don't know? Uh, who knows? I yeah, gosh, yeah. I don't. But the, the stuff that they're pulling off with this engine is so mind drop, like boggling to me on the switch already. I, I at this point I'm just grab the popcorn. I have no idea what they're able to do. It's just crazy. Because like yeah, when when you think about it, instead you know you think okay, so it's four player hunts, right? Uh, but in reality, four players plus four pets plus potentially what three monsters, maybe even more monsters. Who knows? Or maybe that's you know, a the, lot of stuff. And that is a lot of stuff, and it also makes you wonder. What do you think about a Switch Pro next year? Uh, they should do it exactly but the fact that the, i don't it's just you would think that they would announce it right or they I, would, like i heavily suspect you... it you know why you want to know why i heavily suspect it because uh they also sent me not so long ago i i asked them for a nintendo because i have a contact nintendo i asked them for uh a key to that um new zelda game the the dynasty what the muju game dynasty warriors yeah uh age of calamity or whatever and that game does not run well. It does not run well on Switch at all. It has a lot of frame mm. drops, very low frame rate. And it's like, it makes me wonder if Nintendo had potentially even had planned to already have like a console almost ready uh, by then, but they weren't able to because yeah. of pandemic I mean, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, and now with all of the stuff- they did it, with, They've done it with their past systems, right? Like the new 3ds was yeah, like three exactly. times more powerful than the than the 3ds, and then you could and play. Of Zero course, Blade I would buy it, it <laughs> immediately. But it was fun because it was more powerful. But like, yeah, and the only thing they did with that power is you can now play Xenoblade on it. That's it. I think there are a few other like, games that actually did anything else with it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm pessimistic about Nintendo recently, but I just they feel like they're dragging their feet a little bit. So. I could see them doing either a Switch Pro or like another device that also plays Switch games, like their next console, but it, it plays Switch games. I just don't know if I could see it next year. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm just trying to protect myself. Like I don't want to get myself hyped yeah, for something you, that you doesn't You don't want come. to get disappointed, yeah. But like, like I could see next Christmas season being the peak for Switch. And then the next year I think would be prime for something like a, a successor unit or something, but... At the rate that it's selling right now, to try to say, okay, we're going to introduce a more powerful unit, I think would just throw a disarray into the market. And yeah. people would be upset as well. Yeah. I'd, that and it's What's interesting is they put out the Switch Lite, and you would think that that would be the leading console, but it's not. It's still the Switch. Oh, to, the standard. To me, I, n I never even considered the Switch Lite. I was like, no, what I like is the potential to play it portable and then bring it home and play it on the big screen. That's my thing, 100%. And my daughter has friends that come over and they play Switch, and none of them have lights. They're all regular Switch. And it just it's really interesting to me to see that. Because hmm. I thought the light was You'd cheaper. That, Isn't the light cheaper in Japan? Yeah, it's cheaper and it's smaller, and I love it. I use both, but the, the regular Switch is, is a, it's a workhorse. Like yeah, they're, they're making it, bank on that, boy. A hundred percent. But... Um, yeah, so Rampage event, we don't know much else about it. And uh, to be honest, I don't remember much else from the trailer at this point. I don't know if you have anything else that you wanted to bring up because 
from that point on, I was going to talk about the weapons themselves and some of the stuff that we've seen. No, I think it's a good. I think it's a good jump off point. Yeah, I think the only thing that beyond that point was they did a website update. They talked about the NPC characters. Yeah. Um, I did note. I did note because I was not feeling well, so I didn't make a video. But on the French and Italian versions of the website only, they actually they they name the sister of Hinoa. Her sister's name is Minoto. Minoto. Yeah, so Minoto is the serious sister, and Hinoa is the cheerful one. It's Hinoe in, in in Japanese. It's the only name that's different. It's Hinoe. I imagine it's probably because people would mispronounce it in English. If you spelled it like H-I-N-O-E, yeah. they'd call it Hino or Hino, something, yeah. and Hino would sound like a boy's name. So like Hino, uh, Hinoa, but everyone else, like they have all the rest of the NPCs, and they had... They talked about the voice actors and the voice actor cast in Japanese is out of this world. I'll tell you that. Uh, the English ones are good as well. They talked about the environmental uh, endemic, like the little piranhas in the flooded forest. Oh, so right. I don't know the, if you the, that, the, but... the giganias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I talked about that in, uh, in a video when they released the trailer. I, so, I, I looked up at all the information, dude. So I got to ask, are you the type of person who is going to try to kill a great raw using only raw meat? No, 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 no. That's that's not me. <laughs> Death by by Girana. <laughs> that's uh I want to see it. Kanta is the one who tends to do that stuff with uh, the snowballs and stuff. That's yeah. more. Did that's you ever do Jaggy Soccer? Jaggy. Great Jaggy Soccer. Did you ever do that? No. So Great Jaggy's soccer back in the day is when you would eat and it would, it would increase the power of the kick gesture. And then you'd have two teams of four or two teams of two going after Great Jaggy's. There's a quest with two Great Jaggies. You'd split up and you would kick it to death. And the team that killed their Great Jaggy first won. Oh my and you would only use the kick command. But the kick command when you eat it is so powerful that if you accidentally kick your teammate, they go flying across the screen. It's it. They, we called it Great Jaggy Soccer. It was a fun little minute. Maybe that's why they just said, "Okay, we're not bringing this monster back. People are kicking it to death." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 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 just the the complete proof that the hunters are definitely the evil ones. You're literally walking out oh, and yeah. like basically kicking these monsters to death. <laughs> what the hell? But uh, you that you, was a fun one. You did remind me of one thing with uh, with the voice cast stuff. Uh, what is your what is your take on the hunters having voiced lines? Yeah, so the community spe- seems split on this, which I think Capcom knew was going to happen. Yeah, because you can just turn so it the off. The fact that they yeah, so they, they shared a Japanese screenshot the other day on Twitter where it's not just settings for hunters in general. You can, for example, have your hunter on and turn everyone else off, or you can have other hunters on semi-frequent and yours on or off or all the time. Like you can adjust them separately, which is interesting. So, so you can either turn it completely off, you can have it less frequent, or you can have it just like as much as the game wants to have it. So they're giving you a bunch of customization options, but uh, where do you stand on it? Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you neutral? I like it, actually. You know, it felt a little weird it's, it's almost jarring bad, when, you, when you hear first. it because like but i like it i think i like it <laughs> it's like to me i almost feel like i want it but in japanese or in monster hunter voice you think they're gonna have monster hunter voice for that yeah i think so but i it would make I'm sense not, i'll be honest i'm not a fan i've never been a fan of the <laughs> like, the <gibberish. laughs> like i don't know why but 
Yeah. But I, I, if, if I can have the game in English, but with Japanese audio, that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Even though I would say that English is very good. I think they're doing a great job with it. I don't, so, I mean, I don't know. because it's to Capcom for it, but it's just... I feel it's like, like it's, you hear it first, you're like, that's alien. Yeah. But then you're like, you keep hitting the button. You're like, I want to hear that again. I want to hear that. I was like, I think I like it, you know? like I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's too anime for the English language, which is why I'm like, I think I like that, but in Japanese. Because then it also helps me kind of learn a little bit of Japanese, even though I'm uh, never going to... Yeah. Never gonna learn that much Japanese, but uh, you know, I, I remember when I, I was, I was. You're gonna be walking around town telling everybody, "Kore kudai." It's like I remember. Take that. A, a long, long time ago, I was trying to watch Naruto. I never actually got around to finishing watching the whole thing, but I definitely learned "itadakimasu." <laughs> itadakimasu. Because you would say that stuff all the time. I'm like, oh, I guess that's uh, that's what they say when they were about to dig in and eat. I was going to say, the look on my parents' face when I mean, we go to America and we're about to eat and it's, itadakimasu. Itadakimasu. I like, what did you just say? What did you just say? <laughs> uh, sorry. We, we say before we eat. It's it's a, a thing. Is it like saying grace? I'm like, no, it's it's not like that. It's it's just a thing we say. It's more like I'm about to dig in, right? That's the the idea kind of, no? Yeah. It's, it's just a cultural... Uh, to me, it's almost like saying like "hello" when you pick up the phone. Like it's just yeah. a thing that you say when you do an action. So, right, right. Before there's no. I mean, maybe there's a deep meaning behind it, but people aren't thinking that. It's yeah. just a, a linguistic thing. But but yeah, it, it's like I think it'd be fun to learn a couple of more expressions uh, in Japanese. As, as a matter of fact, back to back when I started doing World, whenever we would have like uh, you know a mount and and a monster would drop, the first thing that I would say is "chansudas." I don't even know if that actually means. I, I think I've heard that somewhere. I chances. think that's like there's an opportunity, right? Something like well, that. Chances, yeah, it's just English, right? Chance, right? Yeah, exactly. That's this what I was is like. just putting a period at the end of it, saying, "Oh, here's, here's our chance." <laughs> exactly. Chance. So, so yeah, I, I would say that all the time. So that maybe playing it Japanese with the voices is a in fun Japanese, language. I, I would learn a couple of more expressions like that. So yeah, I, I think I might you know, have like Japanese. Yuna has been using the phrase one chan a lot with me. What is that? Which is an abbreviation of which is an abbreviation of one chance, which means like one chance. Oh. So it's like the things like, well, you try something and there's there's an off chance that you might succeed. So let's just well, let's just give it one shot. Is kind of okay. like the idea. So she'd be like, one chan. Like maybe <laughs> let's you know try it out. Maybe. Maybe it'll work. I, I really do like the Japanese language a lot. I, I wish I'd had more time to learn it. I really want to. Like, Eric's is doing it. I'm so jealous. Like, he's he's actually learning Japanese. And I'm like, where do you find the time to do all of these things? Damn it. He is, uh, he is a machine. It's amazing. So it's only fitting that he was in cyberpunk. He's yeah. He's a workhorse. It's amazing. <laughs> so let's, but, let's... Yeah, so like the, the language, I think I'm going to keep it on, but I will see... If it gets to me or not, I don't like, I always play as a girl hunter. I don't like playing as guy hunters. It's yeah. just an aesthetic thing for me, I guess. But, uh, and I like the, the, the voices so far that I hear. So I think I'm going to keep them on just to get, had the full new experience, you know, and then I can adjust it as I want. I, I also just feel that some of the lines are, are a little bit campy, like, now you're making me real mad. <laughs> just like what? Well, now you have checked me off. I'm like, wow, man, this dude is. <laughs> yeah, he's, pissed. he's pissed off. But it's uh, a little bit more, I guess, normalized in Japanese, maybe. Yeah, think, exactly. The, the way that they're saying their lines, because because you know, it's it's more of a an, an anime kind of thing of like you know characters saying their special move 
of uh, when I, before they do something. Like I, I also had this thing that I did yeah. with um, with a clutch claw, which before I would do this move, I would always say secret clutch claw technique, <laughs> which it was this thing that I would <laughs> like. I would do this thing where I would uh, do a slinger burst, and that would like flinch the monster, right? So I do slinger burst and then instantly clutch claw and then slam him into a wall. And that would be like secret clutch claw technique <laughs> because you could do it really fast with a sword and shield. So I'd pull that stuff off all the time. <laughs> so much fun. I do like that line from that first hero though. Like this is for my fellow hunters or whatever it was like that. That had a yeah, nice ring to it. That, that does have a nice ring to it for sure. Because that, that kind but. of really plays into the whole hunter thing. But the, now you're just making me that for some reason didn't land well with me. Yeah. Yeah. I am looking forward to the cutscenes, though. Like, I I get kind of tired of the hunter always going. Exactly. Hey, you. Uh, uh. Can you do this? Uh. <laughs> in in like, world, what? he doesn't even have that. He's just like. This <laughs> is like, yeah, like yeah, looking at the sides. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So let's let's jump into the like, weapons then, because we have still a ton of oh, weapons yeah. to go through uh because we've had four videos each of them like do, you know giving details on a lot of the moves for the weapons and i'm sure that you're you'll have caught a lot more stuff than i did for sure so i was thinking we i don't know i've been i've been sick so yeah maybe um i'm not myself <laughs> frenzied adam so one of the things that I that you instantly notice if you go to the website is like there's two silk mind attacks that they are listing per weapon. Now, do you think that's because there will only be two silk mind attacks, or because those are the only ones that they're talking about? I think there's probably going to be three because I I say that because of the lance. So, or as our friend Alex would say, the the lance. <laughs> I love how he says the, but uh, lance. So like the lance we know from the original trailer has a silk bind attack where you throw the silk you throw the insect out and you you use it as a tra trajectory to do like some fast like forward thrusts like a like a charge if you're like remember. a sliding slash well, yeah like a slide this way slide the other well, way slide the other way it's like a triple one that's but not in a this lance. one we saw i'm sorry that's not a lance that's the gun lance no, no, uh, you, we're talking about something different. Okay, they, then, then we're they showed in the original trailer. They showed the Acnesum Lance doing a triple uh, sort of like forward run, th run turn. I'm, I'm losing English. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, turn back around. It does another one. Turns back around. Does another one. Oh it yeah, almost reminded I think I me of the that. Hunter art from the um, from the dual blades, almost like the spinning one where you just run in different directions. Oh yeah, you do like three different slashes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But that was not in this one. And this one showed like the garden rage where you get a uh, power up if you guard a, a powerful attack. And it showed the tether attack where you tether to a monster and it allows you to, to jump to that body part and charge it. So that's three. That's not two. That's three. So to me, that tells me there's probably three. And considering how they have the buttons on the controller, like they need one for the wire bug and they need three other inputs for these attacks. They had three inputs for hunter arts, yeah, so it makes and, and sense. Gio, that it would make sense. Three seems three. like it might be the right one. That's cool because I, I was just and thinking it leaves it, a little something for trailers, right, to yeah. show us that we haven't seen, or maybe even just something for the actual game for us to like discover when we get to the oh, game. Oh, I doubt that. It's twenty twenty, man. The 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 whole idea now is to spoil the entire game before uh, it comes out. You know that. What, 
How, how do you feel about this? Because obviously both of us, we're going to look at it no matter what they show at this point, right? We're going to look at it. We're going to see it. We're going to talk about it. But like, how would you prefer to go into it? Would you like to like, you know, if you had the choice, right? And you could choose, okay, I'm going to play Monster Hunter and I'm going to be able to not see any trailer. Would you prefer playing it like that? Or would you prefer, no, I want to see all of the trailers. Or would you like a halfway point? Where'd you land there? I, I'm the type of person who would see it. I like it. I don't, I've never, I get why, I get the special experience of not knowing and going in, and that's certainly different and special, but I'm going to be eating this stuff for the next few years of my life, like over and over again. So to me, it's like knowing a little bit about it beforehand is not such a big deal, um, but that's me. I'm not saying everyone's like that, so. I'm the exact but opposite. I, I, it's, I feel weird about just the industry, like in general, like especially movies, you know, like the yeah. trailers, oh, we got to show everything. We like don't show everything. Like, is there real data that shows that if you don't spill the beans, you don't get as much views or people don't buy it? If so, then I can't argue and I'll just blame consumers. But really? Like, come on. For me, for me, it's actually, I'm, I'm the other way around. Like if, if I wasn't like doing content around Monster Hunter, I would completely avoid every single trailer. I would media blackout. And then I would wow. only play when the game comes out, which is which is why, like for instance, you know, you know, Elden Ring, right? There's a lot of people that are complaining. Oh my God, from Software won't say anything about Elden Ring. I'm like, yes, keep it like that. Keep it quiet. <laughs> keep it safe. Don't say anything at all. Just come out with the game, and I'm good. Like I prefer it like that because I really like the. I'm a big fan of the joy of discovery of you just like exploring something and discovering it, which is yeah. why I always tell people like whenever they ask me about souls, like someone who's never played before something like that. I'm always like, look, dude, your best playthrough is going to be your first one. So don't look up guides. Don't look so up anything. We are, we are going to have a hell of a conversation when we talk about exactly. my recent first playthrough of, cause it's going to make you, it's it's going to it's going to be pain for you for you to listen on how i how i approach i don't it. it's I, very different it's not going to be painful it's not painful for me you know I, so long as people enjoy it it's like it's whatever but that it's like <laughs> we, we we can't wait to talk about souls but there's just been so much stuff about rise that it's like we'll ugh. hold it in we'll hold it in we have to hold it in persevere persevere um but okay so, so okay we weapon videos weapon you, videos you, you suspect that it's going to be about three uh arts and uh, three silk mines uh skills per weapon i think so yeah. and, and that's think, my guess yeah i think it makes sense as well so they're they're giving us two of each for each of the weapons for the next week or so you think they're going to release on weekends as yeah. well i think last time they did on weekends as well right the yeah I'm, I'm not sure that's a good question. But yeah. uh, today will be the bow guns as of the recording of this conversation. Good. So. Then tomorrow I don't have to make a video because I don't play bow guns at all. Just just so people know, we we have four as of this this moment. So yeah. we have the as the as bow, of this the dual uh, blades, the lance, and the longsword. So so actually, by the time this goes live tomorrow, the bow guns will have been out. Uh, but we'll update you guys on the next podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll update you guys on the next one. But for now, we have bow, dual blades, long sword, and lance. So let's start things off with the bow. And I don't tend to play too much bow, but I did really enjoy the bow in world. I thought it was a really fun weapon. And interestingly enough, it was one of the few ranged weapons. It was the only ranged weapon that I actually made a video for. Because like... It's a ranged weapon? <laughs> Sorry, I gotta say that. 
I always poke. I always poke fun. I say that bow is the new melee weapon in world. Um, it it, that, it kind of is. Being. You're 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 not wrong because like most of the people playing it, they just like they go close range coding, right? And they just like spam it. And the, the whole thing, slide. slip and slide and, and spread shots and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, tell you what, the way that that weapon has kind of evolved uh, is a lot better than when we started playing. Because like when we started playing, every other player that I ran into with a bow, was like, I'm making it rain, baby. I'm making it rain. Oh, my. <laughs> so that that brings me to the thing about that video that excites me more than anything. Is that you didn't see It that. looks like they're redesigning the arc shots. There's not going to be any more so stone drops or anything like that. I can't stand being a, a player and being constantly barraged by a rain of pellets. It's the most infuriating thing. So, 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 so let me the tell fact you. that it looks like they're going to change it so that now the arc shots are buffs, whether it's a heal or an attack. Yeah. I know that this is making hunting horn users uneasy like myself. Like, Hey, are they stealing the identity of the horn? Like, wait, you can buff, you can I mean, do status, you can do everything. Like, didn't Bose have too that much in of the a older Swiss games? army knife? I feel like Bose had that in the older games, didn't they? Like that type of support? No? Not that I'm aware of, no. Uh, so it's only the light bowgun that has like the demon ammo. Well, the heavy bowgun also has demon ammo and yeah. whatnot. For some reason I had the idea that the bow also had that... I mean, the bow has some support to it in the form of, like, the status ailments. And yeah, yeah, the effects and stuff you could do, yeah. In the old games, you could even, like, paint monsters with it back when we still needed paint, uh, paintballs and whatnot. So, But to take raining pellets and turn that into an actual buff, that's genius. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, that excites me. Like, I actually have a, an interesting, a very quick story that I have with that. Like, we were hunting, me and three friends. We all knew each other. We were all hunting a Karen. And there's this one friend of mine who was Ugh. playing the bow. And I had been working <laughs> on a mount for a good long while. I was about to get that mount. And I'm, it's just like we're at, the, we're at Coral Highlands. And you know the, the, the place where you jump down to? We're usually where the Pink yeah. Rathian is. You kind of can, can jump down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go up there. And I'm going to jump. And I'm going to get it this time, 100%. <laughs> so I'm jumping. To, I'm running, jumping down with my gun lance. Now I'm going to get it this time. This is the one. Rain of rocks. I didn't have brace. My character staggers, falls down, and as I'm oh. about to get up, guess what's on the ground below me? It's like, oh, why is the ground so blue? Oh, look at all the pretty colors. <laughs> it's like dead. justice rains from above. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, dude, I hate you. I hate you forever. Don't ever come with your bow next to me ever again. So yeah, that's that's something that I'm super happy to see as well. That they're not just like going to be staggering people. I mean, you know, we we let longsword users do that, right? Longsword users will be the ones that will be staggering everyone, or as we like to call them, the longsword Larrys. Um, so yeah, uh, the only thing in that video that not concerns me but made me a little like hmm was the hit effects seemed weak. Um, I would expect more flashy hit effects to let people know if they're hitting in critical distance or not where traditionally like you'd get like the screen shake when you hit the right distance you know and you would feel like a heavier hit it seemed like it was missing i think it was just part of the way they shot it it was missing the video like punch. they turned off the turn off the blood turn off the screen shake like they probably altered it but usually in the game there's more visual cues yeah, a lot of people uh, gave me the same feedback when I put up the bow video. They were like, wow, this bow has like no punch whatsoever. 
Uh, there are also people telling me that the uh, the power shots, the one that he does sideways, they were not spread shots. Now, I'm not a bow main, so I couldn't really tell the difference that much. Were they uh, spread shots? Were they not? I'd have to look at it, to be honest. But I think, like... Have power shots always been spread, though? Or is that a world thing? I don't know. I think that might be a world thing, but I'm not sure. I've been I've been out of bow too long that I feel like I, I no longer know what I'm talking about without a refresher. So yeah, I'm not sure. Um but I I always I mean I played bow in generations and I if my memory is correct, a power shot is just the next level shot that you had. So if you were doing a rapid one, like a rapid four, and then you hit A afterwards to do a power shot. You would just follow up with a, a rapid four again if that was your top shot. And in, in world it was different. But, like if I remember correctly, it's like you'd be yeah. Firing. So the world they got rid of the bow types, right? So yeah, like yeah, you yeah. didn't you have did. spread type, and no, so no. the power shot become the became spread a spread shot and stuff yeah. like that, right? So maybe they're going back, which makes me very happy. Yeah, like I've I've heard from there's there's a friend of mine, Kagren, who also uh, he plays bow a lot. And he's always telling me, "Oh, I want them to go back. I want to have like piercing bow and whatnot." I don't think. Yeah, I don't think types. they're gonna. I'm not sure if they're gonna get piercing bows because they have dragon piercer still, so that's still like an option for a shot. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, right? Because I don't think they're gonna bring back heavy shot because that was so weird. I think and and not utilized by a lot of people in generations. It was a new shot that they tried out. But I think the more different types of variation they can do on the base weapon is good for the game because they can have more variation on yeah, if, viable if, weapons, so to say. Otherwise, everything just is like, okay, I'll just pick the one with the highest attack and that's it. If, if you think about it, it could almost be like, you know, having the different shots like you guys used to have, which again, I didn't used to play bow back in the day, but it's almost like right now I have uh, the long shelling, the wide shelling, and the normal shelling, and each of them provides essentially a different play style to the gun lands. So yeah. And so for the bow... There was one thing that someone noticed uh, about the bow, which I don't know if it's motion blending, but there was one point in the trailer where you're shooting your bow when it's like vertical. Yeah. But after like a... After I think it was a power shot, the hunter started shooting it with holding the bow horizontally. Yeah, that's that, that was... It, the, I don't know... That was the spread shots back in, uh, in World. That's the way it worked. So when it went horizontal, it was a spread shot. You really didn't play bow in World okay. at all, did you? <laughs> nope so so yeah the vertical shots in in world from what i can remember again not a domain but like the vertical shots in world would be like your power shots they would scale up the more you would shoot right and then eventually if you swapped to the other firing mode which was like circle on ps4 you would go you would put the the bow horizontally and it would fire a spread shot and that's what most players would then do they would like dodge spread shot and they would try to basically get as many spread shots as they possibly could that's what I remember anyway. They would just like go like regular shot, spread shot, regular shot, spread shot. To, yeah. to constantly deal as much as I think I need to possible. relearn the weapon. <laughs> There's a good project for you. Go back to world and check yes. out the bow because it, it, it is very, very different. Just, uh, yeah. But I do like the backflip that they have. I, I like that a lot. Maybe don't use my build though because the first build that I did for bow was so bad. Like I was basically like, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get spread shots, piercing shots, the, everything. Like I, all of the bow skills, my build had them and it worked. It was okay. But you know, if you're really trying to be efficient, it was not that great. <laughs> but it was my first bow yeah. build ever, right? You know, I, I get a, I get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have the we have the two bow arts. So you have the uh, Herculean draw, 
um, which is basically like an offensive dodge that you can kind of direct it. You can go forward or you can go sideways. I, I don't think you can go back with your Herculean draw. And it, the interesting yeah. thing about Herculean draw is that it seems like you put on a, um, they're called a coating. Because they do the same animation as a coating at the end of the animation. And then you get like a, a little yeah. bit of a buff and you can see the, the, the silk bind effect on the weapon, which basically increases your damage. So Yeah, so for some short period of time, you get like an attack boost. So it kind of reminds me of functionally the, almost like the greatsword art where you like you evade, you do a quick little buff. And then for a short period of time, you've got increased attack power. They have something similar that they are doing for the greatsword in this game where that one she's your weapon i think um but this one doesn't it just no. you do an evade and you do an evade and you do this coding thing and then you're buffed um yeah and then there's the focus shot which comes with invincibility frames because they said you can use it to like evade monsters and whatnot and this is another one that you can direct but i don't think i'm not sure if you can direct this one forward but it is a defensive i don't know leap. why they called it shot because yeah, it's exactly. not a shot I was I was thinking you're, the exact same thing. It's you, an evasion technique. So you evade and then you go immediately into a crouch, which quickly replenishes your stamina, and that's it. Yeah, the, I, I thought the same thing the first time I saw. It, I was like, "Shot! You don't actually shoot. You just kind of like you jump down and you crouch." Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, I, I almost feel like you know the bow itself looks good, but the silk bind techniques that they show. You know, it's a little bit, eh, you know, you have something that makes you deal more damage and something to evade, which makes the weapon, you know, super mobile. It was already mega mobile in world. Yeah. And now you add these two skills, which give you two more dodges, which give you different effects. One of them buffs you with damage. The other one buffs you with recovering your stamina. But basically it yeah. increases the uh, agility of the weapon even more on top of the fact that you also have uh, already built in recoveries with wire bug and whatnot. So, like, bow is going to be one powerhouse in terms of agility, which then makes me wonder, is the bow going to deal ridiculous amounts of damage, kind of like what it did in World? Because in World, it was at least... And I'm talking about specifically in World, maybe not so much in Iceborne. I don't remember how it was in Iceborne, but in World, it was pretty freaking busted in late game. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And I think I'm more interested is, it seems that they're having gyro support as an option oh. for both the bow guns and the bow. So... That might be the biggest change for the weapon is, is however they decide to implement that. Is that officially confirmed? Gyrosport? Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, even on the option menu of the screen that they shared. And they said it would be optional. You can turn it off, but you will have the ability to use gyro for gunner weapons. Because like you're you're looking at one of the biggest <laughs> gyro defenders. Like everyone's always like, See, oh, now the bow is now much idiots. more appealing for you. Yeah, everybody's always telling me like, oh, you idiot. No, dude, nobody wants motion gaming. And I'm just like, no, dude. Every since the Wii that I've been a proponent for motion aiming, because like I, I remember playing Metroid Prime, for instance, and just like aiming your Wiimote with Metroid Prime, it was such a different experience than like, you know, using a mouse and keyboard or using a controller that I actually just thought it was going to be standard. Like I thought by now that would be standard, yeah. but it's almost like we're resistant to change and it's such a good feature. Honest, look at look at the top players in the world when it comes to stuff like splatoon and they all use motion and man do they oh yeah do they use it oh it, it i look at that i'm like wow like if you've invested the time like the the combination of motion and analog is ridiculous it is it, it, it it's freaking fantastic and I, again i'm still surprised that it's not like a 
an industry standard by now. It, it feels like this is somewhere where a lot of people are pushing back against change. And I just feel like you should just 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 try it. At least just give it a shot. Because like, you know, well, you, in, you, you, you try doing that on a crowded Japanese commute train. Well, okay, okay. You got me there. You got me Smacking there. the old lady next to you because, hey, I had an arc shot I needed to get off. Yeah, I, I, I just need to hunt this monster back off. I, I need some room. Black eyes and bloody noses and you're walking off the, the train like, I beat the monster. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's that is very interesting. I wonder if they'll talk about that when they talk about the bowguns, the the gyro aiming and whatnot. That's that's something I'm I'm definitely interested in the gyro aiming uh, side of things. But um, yeah, that was uh, the bow. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Not really. I just apologize that I'm not. I've been so out of bow because of World and Iceborne. Yeah. It's been a while. So I I don't know. But I'm interested. I play all the weapons anyway, so I'm I'm intrigued. So, so that, that January demo can't come <laughs> Exactly. So next up, we have the Dual Blades. Dual Blades. And uh, Dual Blades is another one. Of, I, I got to be honest. When I first, so I have to ask before we jump in. If you had a choice, if I were to have in front of you a sword and shield and a Dual Blades, which one I am assuming as a gun lancer that you will gravitate towards Dual Blades? Hell no. Am I right or wrong? No. No? I will pick up that nice. sword and shield like in a heartbeat. As a matter of fact. When oh, I, I forgot. You're a shield guy. Exactly. I, that's I'm, the, I'm, in, I'm in the shield. You're a Soulsborne man. <laughs> but it's, it's not because of souls. Like I, I just really like shields and I like the idea of using shields as a weapon, which is why I got so hard into, into sword and shield. Like I remember mm. when the beta came out for sword and shield and I tried out, uh, what was the name of the move? God, I can't believe I forgot about it. The... The rushing thing that you do, God, I'm so terrible with names. I'm so bad with names. But it's the attack that you do, the special attack that requires timed uh, inputs. You, you know the one that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I did I that one about. for the first time, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to time this stuff correctly. This is insane. Whoever came up with this is crazy. And then like when the actual game came out and I started playing SNS, it took me like, I don't know, uh, two or three live streams. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I was nailing them all pretty much most of the time. Like you miss the odd one here and there. But like, yeah, I, I love doing that. And when I when I played on PC, I basically started from scratch with Sword and Shield to really develop my skills with the weapon. So yeah, Sword so and Shield. This will be interesting hearing our takes. So we are both Sword and Shield affiliates. So Dual Blade seems like it's a guilty pleasure that we sometimes will dab in. See, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. It's that uh, the first time that I tried dual blades in world, I was actually like, this weapon feels too simple for me. You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just, like, just do demon, da the demon it, it, thing over and over and over and over and over again. It's not just demon dance, but I just felt like there wasn't that much depth to the weapon. And I was like, I want something with more things, more, you know, a little bit more active. And I felt like the dual blades just wasn't for me. But in Iceborne, it became more interesting with uh, the clutch claw attacks that you got, particularly after they made the, uh, they gave it a new clutch claw attack where you do the spin thing twice and then you clutch onto the monster and it instantly wounds mm. with the attack. Yeah. So then it became more interesting. And then I was like, okay, now I'm into it, but I still never got too deeply into it, right? Uh, obviously it's also yeah. got the, the attack on Titan move where you go, or the Beyblade, whatever you want to call it. You go through the back of the monster. Yeah. That's also another. See, really I, 
I'm a huge fan of the slingshot. I call it. It's a it's a move that they added. God, I don't know when they added. Was that in generations? I can't remember. But when you're in arc demon mode or demon mode, it's the it's the draw attack where you spin towards the monster and you do like eight hits or something like that. It's just you don't have like that your combo in world, opener, right? But I um, think you do. A spinning attack that you leap forward? I don't think so. Not, not no, not, not that you leap, but you like you like spin forward like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the guy. Yeah. You usually do it with like a with the circle button, I guess, on on Sony. Uh yeah, yeah probably. Uh, but you have to be either in demon mode or you have to be in arc demon mode, one of the two, to pull it off. But I love it because it allows you to move and attack at the same time, so it allows you to be like super aggressive. Yeah, it allows you to position. It, it's funny because when I made my weapon video, I said you. You can use this mechanic to also uh, dodge attacks and position yourself better. And people are like, it doesn't have invincibility frames. And I was like thinking to myself, well, yes, if you move out of the way, you don't need invincibility yeah, you don't frames. Get <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, no, what excites me is I don't know if you got to play much of the uh, Adept uh, Dual Blades and Generations Ultimate. But the idea of like that one soak bind attack they have where you evade and if you get if you're evading through an attack, you do like a spiral hit. The shroud reminds vault. me of it. The shroud oh, vault. Yeah, that's an offensive. I remember counter. doing one of my favorite matchups in all of Generations Ultimate was Adept Dual Blades versus the Gold Zenogre, the Thunderlord. Yeah. There's just something about like the the boxing rhythm of the back and forth with a counter this, counter that, counter that. Like I was like, the dual blades makes for a really good counter weapon, actually. That if was you, if, if you get used to it. That was me, but with Adept Sword and Shield against I think it was Hellblade Glavinus. I was doing <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It was because like I, I remember I wanted to do it with Striker, because Striker's like my favorite thing, because it's like I just charge all the arts and go ham, right? But like I couldn't do that against uh against uh, Hellblade because it would catch me off guard a lot of times. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go Adept. And it was so cool the way that when you Adept dodge with the sword and shield and then you charge back in and then he attacks and he leaps up and you can even get mounting attacks off of it. I was just like, oh, I love it. But dual blades, I'll, I'll say this is like two in a row now where this is a weapon that I could use, but it's not my type of like main weapon. So like I... I won't be able to talk about the weapon and do it justice without having a refresher. Um, yeah, but I thought it looked cool. The um the the counter that you just talked about was the the shrouded uh, vault, but then they also showed something yeah. else, and there's something else I can give you some oh. some perspective on, which is the piercing bind. So the piercing mm -hmm. bind, they throw the silk thing, and then it attaches to the monster, and then if you hit that specific part, it deals more damage. Now. First things first, if you if we pay attention to the animations in the actual videos, that kind of looks like Wolf's Maw in Generations. Would you agree? You remember Wolf's Maw at all? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so uh, it feels like, because they even say extra attacks or something like that in the video. Yeah, so in Japanese, it's very clear. What it does is it does additional hits. So if like I hit it, then you get like an additional follow-up hit. Perfect, exactly. Because like when when you say 
additional attacks. You know, there's so much room for interpretation yeah. there. But I was yeah, looking at Japanese, that. Yeah, in Japanese, it's very clear. It's, yeah. it's additional hits. So uh, I was looking at that and I was like, this looks like Wolf's Maw. So basically, whenever you use Piercing yeah. Bind, you also get the added effect of Wolf's Maw if you hit the right place, which is cool. And then at the, the end, right it spot, explodes yeah. for, depending on the amount of damage that you've done, it explodes for more damage. So let yeah, me tell you something. I love this. This is basically the Wormsteak Blast. <laughs> it is. It is. Like I was looking at it. I well, was it like, is. But the cool thing is, is that now they're literally drawing a line to you, showing you where to hit, which I love. No, but it's the like tethering. I can, I can see where to hit. But the difference now is actually that this is a fast weapon. It's not the slow lumbering gun lance yeah, chasing yeah. after him. This is a fast weapon and you have a lot of positional abilities. So I think it's going to be a lot easier and probably a lot more fun than what we had with the Wormstick Blast. Not to mention that a mechanic like this being in a dual blades, I'm like, yes, no Wormstick Blast oh, on the man. Gunlands. Take that all away. But uh, yeah. Can that you imagine using this and latching onto the tail of a Ludroth? Oh my God. And then just like <clears throat> going ham and watching And then that going crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just watching the hit effects fly and then whoosh, pops out. You're going to feel like a god. It's going to feel so fun and good. Yeah. This move alone makes the weapon, in my opinion. It's, I think it's perfect because it's an aggressive weapon, like you said. You could reposition fast. You hit a lot already. It's perfect. Like, I love it. I, th I think it's I think it's a very interesting move, and I think it, it definitely makes the, the weapon more interesting, but I'm still, I'm always wary of mechanics that are similar to, to Wormstake Blast from this moment on. It's like, that's yeah, real fun. Is it going to work on something like a, a Bishaten? Like, we'll see, because like he's moving around, he's flying around and whatnot. You, you use your silk mind the tag, and then suddenly it's like, well, I can't hit it now, so I'm kind of screwed. So I don't know. But uh, I think the Dual Blades will have, it feels like more optional and the Wormstake Blast, right? And that's the important part. Like, it's an option that you have what? in your arsenal. Yeah. It's not something that you necessarily need to use in order to deal as much as much damage as possible. You can always just save it for when he's down or whatever, you know, and use it at that point. So so this, this might sound dumb and small for some people, but for me, if you can see other players, like if you're playing the Dual Blades and I'm playing, let's say, the Lance, and I can see which part you're tethered on, I immediately know which part you're going after. And that helps me hunt better with you because I know which part to not to get out of your way. Yeah. Then again, I like that idea. And also I can't wait for team dark side. Can you imagine they're going to have like a video where oh they God. all latch on to one body part and then you have four wires and they're just going absolutely crazy. <laughs> like as one guy traps and they're just all tethered on going nuts and you won't even see the monster because he hit effects are going to take up the entire. I, it's going to be fun. They're, they're going to crash their Nintendo switches, dude. <laughs> stuff like the that. frame rate's going to go like, like cyberpunk, hold my beer. Watch my frame rate go down to five. It's like, yeah, like, like when they did the, the Gunlance videos with the explosion. That was so good. I've, I've always wanted to do that, but almost nobody that watches me plays Gunlance. And I'm just like, come on, man. I just want to, I just want to go against the monster with four normal shelling Gunlance as all of them doing the, the, the full burst combo it'd be so awesome but nope i never got to see it i did get to see it close to that like i had uh sometimes i, I think in one hunt i had like three users all of us with gun lances and it is pretty wild it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot so, of i'm excited i think the dual blades look really good i think dual blade hamper users are probably really happy with what they saw and now the weapon that I hate, 
I hate this weapon. I hate everybody that uses this weapon. And I hate that this weapon is so friggin' popular. The long sword. I'm actually joking. The anime I, sword. I don't actually hate the weapon, but I like to say it because it's almost like a, a running meme in my community. Because like when it, whenever whenever you know that people want like, oh, you should you should try out this weapon, and they always pick like the weapon that they know that you don't like. To me, that's the long sword. Like they always try to force me to play the long sword. Like I remember at one point, Kegrin donated to my stream, and he was like, "You should do a what was it? It was a a crit draw with stun." a punish draw long sword build with stun and i'm just like what is this so i make the build and i'm just like this is terrible i never want to do this again like you wanted me to like this i hate it even more now <laughs> but it's actually it actually works apparently and it's a very viable thing but i just did not like it at all so long sword one of the things that i instantly saw we have the force lights foresight flashback that's 100 back uh, we have a couple of uh, Yai slashes that we had in Iceborne. Are you a big longsword guy? So <laughs> <Nope. laughs> <laughs> like my eyes are all glossed over. I'm like, I hope he just runs this segment and talks a lot about it because like <laughs> longsword is longsword was one of my last weapons I learned. I I like the old school longsword because it was simple. Like it was repositioning using fade slashes and it was a spirit. That was it. And then in world, it became the Swiss army knife with like counters, jumps and this and that. And it was like, and I guess to your point, like sometimes I guess I was turned off by the popularity of it. Yeah. And like when all the popular kids are using it, I kind of was just like, okay, I'm even less interested, I guess. So <laughs> I never really touched it. So like, I don't, I've never done an EI slash in my life. I've never done it. Oh. I don't even know what it, I don't even know what it does. So the Yai slash, if I remember, <laughs> if I remember correctly, so you, you sheath your weapon and then you attack the monster and there's uh there's like two different ones. So there's like one that you can use as a counter. So it's almost like a second foresight slash that you can use to like instantly charge your gauge one level. It looks broken when I see it in videos. That's all I can say is it looks like, yeah. why is this weapon so broken? Like that's all I kept feeling when because I see it. Because it is broken. It's the weapon is so freaking, and they tell this to everyone. Way too powerful. And, and everyone's like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's fine. You can counter literally every move in the monster. And the worst part, they actually made it easier to do foresight slash. Like that was the one thing that I used to say, like, you know what? I'm not big in the longsword, but I think that the thing that differentiates a good longsword player from a bad longsword player is whether or not he's mastered the foresight slash. And after they buffed it, I was like, no, not even that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause like almost anyone yeah, can know, pull off foresight slash. It, now. It's not, it's, it's no, it's less of a repositioning weapon and more of a counter weapon now. Right. It I, is. I guess is the right way to put it. It's pretty much a counter weapon because like it super rewards you for pulling off stuff like foresight slashes, yai counters and stuff like that. So mm. you have a move, which is just like an, a regular yai attack, which automatically fills your gauge if you land it. Like you just have to land this one attack and your gauge like slowly fills up. It doesn't fill instantly one level, but like if you do the foresight slash correctly, that's one level instantly. If you do a proper Yai counter, I don't think that that one is a level. That one's actually like an offensive thing that you deal a ton of damage and trip damage and whatnot. But it is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. So, and... Huh. Um, you have all, all of that toolkit, and it looks like most of those things are coming back. So you have the the IE slashes that kind of fill up your gauge. At least I would assume it fill up the gauge because it's the same animation that we had in World. Yeah. You have the foresight slash, which is very much just like counter stuff. And then on top of it, you have the serene pose, which is like 
another Forsyth slash. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, he slash Forsyth slash Serene pose. Like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Uh, so yeah, one of its yeah, silk, it's, one of its silk mind attacks. He basically draws like all of those silk things, and then if the monster hits you, yeah, yeah. you instantly counter it. And it seems like that flows instantly into the spirit combo. Yeah, from what I've and seen. I, in the I think video. that when we saw that at Tokyo Game Show, it had quite a big cooldown timer as well. I think it uses two wire bugs, and they are like a ninety second time down. So it's not like you can spam it over and over again, which is good. And you do lose. A level of spirit gauge when you do the attack. I noticed he went from red to yellow in the video, so immediately when he countered, he lost a level. But then, like you said, you can gain it right back. Yeah, you can. You can so not, not with not with that particular move. Not with a serene pose, I wouldn't imagine. But yeah, I, I think there's plenty of moves that should be able to get it back. And then um, the other one that they showed was the soaring kick. Now, soaring kick. Uh, yeah, so you the soaring kick. From what I can tell seems to have like two options after you actually perform the kick. One of them does the spirit helm breaker. And then the other one does uh, like this downward, downward plunge. plunge thing. I think the downward plunge also, I want to say it also increases your regeneration. So you basically get to pick, do I want to use So do this? you think it's an option? I, I saw it as sort of like if you didn't have spirit gaze and you did the one plunge, and if you did have spirit gauge then you can do the helm. But do you think you have a choice between the two? That's a good point. It could be that because... Maybe you do. I mean, maybe you have the option because ultimately you still... I'm assuming you still have like three levels of gauge, right? So you yeah. could sacrifice a tier two gauge into a tier one for a spirit helm breaker. I think that would make more sense if you want to get a little bit more damage because you can do that now in world. You can do spirit helm breaker on any tier of, of gauge. So I would imagine it would be the same thing for Rise. But um, the way that you're saying it is not bad either. So I, I don't know. It might, it might go either way, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm not but, sure. but I do suppose that the, the plunging attack is probably going to be for regenerating. Because I think there's an attack like that that regenerates. I'm not sure. It's a clutch claw attack that does that now in, in Iceborne. He does the, the plunging down thing. Yeah. I mean, either way, I see this as a good thing that when I watch longsword videos, it's basically just watching someone spamming Helmbreaker over and over and over and over again. Yeah. The Helm Splitter. And the fact that now it's going to be on cooldown, you can't just do it over and over again because you have to wait for the wire bugs to cool down. That's good. It's going to add some, it's not going to take away the fun move, but it's going to add some more balance into it, right? Well, I definitely hope so because right now that is pretty much <laughs> most of what longsword is like. It's it, a lot of the videos. A lot of the videos are even like just people trying to see how big they can make the numbers on on the on the spirit helmbreaker. How do you feel about the numbers, by the way? This was something that I've never asked, but now that we've talked about numbers, I'm just like, oh, numbers. I'm really happy they're back. Uh, I I I felt weird about them in world, and when I first heard about it. But then I realized you're not talking about the health of the monster, which I think is taboo. I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. Because that takes away the need of paying attention. And and there's there's But I so like many anything that communicates when you're doing good or bad stuff. I think that's a good thing. So I actually really like it. I, I, I still prefer the old way where you can actually, you know, you identify the the flashes of the animation. But it's like if you're mm. gonna give me a tool, I'm gonna use it. You know, if you're gonna give me this tool to show the numbers, sure, I'll I'll see the numbers. But I do feel My like... My only beef with that was that they didn't have an option to show elemental damage. So there was... The elemental was, damage is baked really in. 
It's baked mm-hmm. in. Sorry. It's baked yeah, in. Yeah, so the thing is, it never really communicated to people how much an element is doing. And exactly. that's why when we had the Alatrion controversy, people had no idea how much elemental damage does because they're like, I, I've only ever just seen a number. Yeah, we have no idea, yeah. You think that's changing? Like, so. I, I don't remember what the what it looked like in the gameplay because it's been a while ago during Tokyo Game Show. Uh, did it have different things? Because, like, the numbers looked so different. It didn't, but I would love if they did, like, a training room and they had that option just so that you could see it somewhere and just yeah. so you get a better understanding of what how much damage you're outputting. Because, like, I remember I used to do, like, um, at the start of the world, I used to do um, charge blade, elemental charge blade builds. I was one of the few people I was like, no, I want to make elemental charge blade work. And then I would go and fight a monster to like super amped elemental discharge and see zero. And I was like, what? Dude, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do wrong? What, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah. I, no, I like that. I like the damage numbers being there. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. One thing, though, about the longsword specifically I thought was really cool was the color of the blade actually changing color uh, depending on the spirit level. Where before it used to be like an aura, like a really like almost Jedi lightsaber like aura. Now the actual blade changed from white to yellow to orange to red. I thought that was really cool. I didn't pay too much attention to that, but people did call that out in in the video. So yeah, I'm, I think that's a good change as well. Yeah. I'm really curious though to see if if they're doing quality of life stuff like not being tripped up by bow users. I am super curious. Are they ever going to do something about longsword? Will they make it so that you no longer trip your teammates? I don't know. Would we just would have like brace baseline? Brace decoration baseline? I don't think that would be a thing, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm super curious. It's, it's there's, there's no good answer for this one. So it's kind of like, well, if you take it away, then it, it doesn't feel like you're physically there with the other people and you're yeah. just all hacking away at the same thing. But if you have it, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> it is. It is annoying. But I, I think I think that there is something to it. I just feel like I feel like it, there are certain weapons that shouldn't be staggered by it. Like, for instance, the lance. Like, I don't think it oh, makes any gosh, sense that the lances. like literally anything will stagger a lance to death. Whereas like you uh-huh. won't you won't stagger a dual blades user in demon mode at all, like with any weapon almost, unless it's a hammer and you throw them in the air. Like you don't, yeah. there's so many weapons that are like the lance, the gun lance, like any, any little thing will stagger us out of our attacks. And I was like, this makes no sense whatsoever. Like what the hell? Yeah. I like, think it's a good, it's a good segue into the, into next, the next uh, one. Yeah. Showcases. Cause uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much the long oh. sword right there. Uh, and ne- next let's talk about a weapon that we actually both kind of really like, I guess. Which is the oh, lance. I, you know what? I, I got to mention this because someone's going to mention it in comments. But the long sword, they did show off the Magnamalo weapon. Yeah, the Magnamalo and the Magnamalo set. Yeah. We don't know what it does, obviously. There's an effect that procs. It's yeah. obviously a status ailment. It doesn't, it doesn't happen every hit. It looks like Blast. I don't know if it is Blast, but it sure looks like it. But... There's some type of element on that weapon, uh, status, uh, status ailment. element. So it'll yeah. be interesting to find out what that is. But it looks like a, like a smoky, smoky explosion. Yeah, it's. It, it, uh, so I'm, I'm curious if they go full out blast or if it's something different. I don't know. It, it's just, 
If it is Blast, it's one of those things like Blast was so prevalent during World. Yeah, like really Blast again. And and here's the thing, I'm a I'm, <laughs> I'm big into Blast. Like I love Blast. Like I came into Iceborne and one of the first things I did is like I'm gonna make like I grabbed uh, Paolumu Sword and Shield, which has like hidden Blast, <laughs> but you can get like ridiculous levels of Blast with it. And I made a build with the Paolumu Sword and Shield. I upgraded the crap out of it, put all the Blast you could possibly have into that weapon, which at the time that was the most Blast you could get to begin with, period. And then I put like uh, true critical status from uh, uh, Goldian. Right, true critical status on there, yeah. and just like a bunch of crit, and I just went ham, and it was like this was great. You'd get like seven procs, <laughs> like within the first couple of minutes oh. of the hunt, and then it was over. It's like you get over. seven procs and over. That's it. You just blew everything you had, and now it's gone forever. You get nothing else. Like sure, you would eventually get another proc like five minutes later or something like that. It was fun yeah. while you were blowing stuff up but then it would just like instantly stop because of the diminishing returns <laughs> but yeah okay well i wanted to mention it so i'm happy i, I didn't forget about that because otherwise they're like did you notice the effect on the weapon like, yes <laughs> yes yes we did i actually didn't is it this i don't know we actually don't know anything we're <laughs> all speculating at this point it is mostly speculation yeah so uh um, okay lance the oh, lance oh, oh. okay so I'm oh super, my god uh, here's the thing for the, for the previous video right the bow and dual blades i saw the videos before i recorded my video for this one i was like i'm gonna just watch the video as i'm recording it and so when i started reading the skills <laughs> for the lance i was like wait what get the attention of the monster with a silk by the tech and then the anchor rage where th this is a counter that scales based on how much damage uh, you actually take, which people have told me that this is something called like Enraged Guard or whatever. In Enraged Guard, yeah. In Gen yep. U, which I, I didn't play oh, Lance Lord. in Gen U, so I don't know. Oh. But I hear that Striker Lance was like the bee's knees or something mm. like that, which which is interesting. Oh, good gosh, yes. Because I, I, here's the thing. I was playing Lance in GU, and uh, I, I went and I looked up at the, like the, the tier list that people do for the weapons, right? And I was like, oh my God, Lance is like top tier. I see. Wow, and Gunlands is at the bottom. I should play Gunlands. That's that's kind of like my my decision making process right there. I'm such a dumbass. Yeah. But uh, so I read these skills and I got really excited. And then I watched the video and I, I wasn't as excited because I was expecting like a shield slam at the end of Twin Vine, which is like the little thing that pulls you towards the monster. But uh, you tell me because you're the you're the, you're the one that really uh -huh. really digs Lands. So tell me how you felt about this one. I mean. Just so people know, Lance is my first main weapon in Monster Hunter, and has always remained one of my top. Like, that's what I started the series on. That's how I fell in love with it. So, oh, I'm in love. Uh, where do I start? So, I mean, I guess, do we talk about just the, the, the Silkbind attacks? You can, you can talk anything, anything that you saw about the uh, weapon that you liked. I'm in love. It looks so good. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean... Uh, okay, so we'll start with the silkbind attack. See so the, the first one, right? So you can latch the kunai into the monster. It's the same thing as like the dual blades one, right? Mm -hmm. But instead of having extra hits when you hit it, it draws its attention, and you can do a running jump at it while you're guarding the entire time, mm -hmm. and go straight into a charge through it, which is like, oh, like so so for the lance already has tons of mobility, right? Like I know that it seems counterintuitive, but it does. Being able to target a monster, 
have it face you and go at it with the shields up. That that's like its own mini game right there. That sounds so fun. So that's the first question that I have for you because this is going to be a con- a bit of a contentious point in the community. I feel like because back when Behemoth came out, there was a the concept of enmity, right? Of you actually getting aggro from the monster. A lot of people yeah. didn't like this. A lot of people like, we don't want MMO mechanics. They didn't like the whole thing about you dodging behind the pillars because the big AOE is coming down because that's a mechanic in Final Fantasy XIV. A lot of people didn't like that. Personally, I loved it. I thought it was an amazing collab. Uh, and the only thing that I was sorry for was that at the time I wasn't playing Final Fantasy XIV and I didn't go immediately to go get Rathalos in fourteen. But uh, it's like a mechanic like this. I'm wondering, do you think we're actually going to be able to get aggro of the monster basically as a lance See, I don't, user my guess is that it's not that extreme i mean we've always had the skill taunt and so i it, it kind of made me feel a little weird when people are like oh my god you're drawing someone's attention that's so bad i'm like we've had the taunt skill forever in this series maybe you all didn't use it but as a hammer user i certainly used it like taunt is a great skill Having it was it was actually a negative skill. Yeah, yeah, it was a negative. The, if you, I, th- I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was perfect it was, because as the hammer user, you want the monster at, coming at you so you can hit it in the face. So, like as a lance user, it's great because you really want you don't want it running off left and right. You want it in your face. I, I don't, I don't so think like, it's going to be permanent th- aggro, right? It's not going to be something where it's like a, a taunt in an MMO. I don't think it's going to be that. But I think if no. you could, if you could just like for. If you could get the monster to focus you for like one or two attacks, like that'd be enough yeah. to like save a teammate, right? Like someone's getting yeah. hammered and you get in there as the Lance guy and you're just like, come here and just like freaking yeet the monster back towards you. That to me is super appealing, right? Because I mean, that's it like also the- makes sense, right? Like intuitively, if someone's got a, uh, a kunai stuck inside of a monster, that if it becomes a point where there's a priority question of which, which player do I attack... The monster would go after the one with the the string sticking out of it. Right? Exactly, and uh, it's so just, I, I don't think it's going to be dramatic like some people are afraid of. But it's 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 one of those things that like I, I remember the the first time that I really started gelling with the lance in in world, I was like, dude, I just want to like get as much armor as I possibly can, like get all of these defensive skills that I possibly can get. But then you think about it, it's like, well, that makes me useless. Because I have all this armor, but if I'm in the middle of a hunt with a bunch of other hunters, I'm not going to be able to do anything with all this armor if the monster's chasing somebody else, chasing somebody else. So if you're able to actually pull aggro for just like one or two hits off of a teammate, to me, that's like, that's something that makes me want to main Lance. Because like whenever I play MMOs, for instance, I'm always the tank. So it's like, that's something I've always wanted to have. And, you know, back when we had Behemoth, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. But it turns out that the best weapon to tank it was actually a heavy bowgun because the heavy bowgun's the <laughs> best at everything. So, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Twitch Vine, I think, is amazing. And, and here's the other thing, right? Because what do you think the range on that is going to be? The range on actually throwing the kunai. I imagine it has to be pretty close distance, like the same, you know... Like maybe uh, one evade and a half, maybe. Because the the way that I can't I can't imagine it's too long. The way that they show it in the video made it look a little bit gimmicky to me, because it's like in order to actually show what the skill can do, they're like, okay, we're gonna do the thing, and then we're gonna back hop three times, and then we're gonna charge at the monster. Like, well, yeah, in an actual hunt, you're never gonna do that. That doesn't make any sense. 
So that's when I started thinking yeah, about like he he did it really close to the monster actually when when he did it in the video. Exactly. So so that made me think so are we going to maybe have some more range on this and we can use it as a gap closer or is it going to be something that could potentially be used like say the monster's focusing someone you attach to the monster the monster's moving away and you kind of like latch onto it and go after it. Like that makes more of a practical use case scenario than like latching onto it and then leapfrog backwards three times and then jump forwards. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And and there might be some counterintuitive stuff because visually you are tethered to it, but it's not pulling and pulling on you. Like, there's no push and pull. Yeah, like, exactly. no physics there. It's just saying, hey, if you want to do a few button presses, you can do an auto dash right towards that point of the monster, which is pretty sweet. And did you notice something interesting, which is after he did the first charge, it didn't snap. He was still tethered. Yeah. It's, it's a period of time thing. So, so like you it, think it we'll be able to do more than for one? A period of time. I'm sorry? You think we'll be able to do more than one? More than, more than one anchor? One, I, no, I, more than, I imagine more this than is going to use both wire bugs. More than one attack while you're tethered. Because like I said, the tethered stays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because the the way that it's written, at least in Japanese, it's it's not one move. You're not you're not latching on and then doing attack. It just latches you on, which allows you to draw its attention. And while during the duration of that skill, when you are latched on, oh. you there's a special specific button input that you can do that will let your hunter jump and then charge at the monster at that specific body part. So if anything, this makes the charging even easier to aim because if you're tethered onto the part you want. Like, I'm going to tether onto the tail of a monster, and if somebody knocks it over, I'm just going to hit that button, and I'm going to jump, and I'm going to go straight towards that tail and go crazy. Yeah, that sounds freaking like, awesome. Like, bring me home, baby. Like, the strong. And then we have but, uh, the uh, the anchor rage, I guess. Unless you had oh, something else so, to say about Vine. I don't know. Yeah, a few things. Like I guess before that skill, I'll say there's something interesting in the video where, and I, I'm surprised you didn't catch, maybe you did catch this, but as a slap lance player... There is a backhand slap for the lance, which a lot the, of people the don't sweep. use. Yeah, the wide sweep. It's really good for getting like crowd control when you have lots of small little monsters around you. So it could come in handy with something like Izuchi or Ragi. But it appears if he's charging it exactly inside like, the video. I didn't notice it when I was watching the video because um, I've been sleep deprived for like, I don't know, four or five days now. But I didn't notice it, but people did point it out. And then I went back and I watched, oh, right, it does look like he's charging it's, it. It's, it's, it's a bish slap. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it looks really cool. So if that means that they're adding in slap style for the lance, which to me, it kind of feels like that. Hey, anything that adds more variation is going to be welcome, especially yeah, because the, with something that wide reaching with that many little, little weird monsters, it's going to be great. There's the, there's this misconception that people have about the Lance that they, they keep thinking it's a boring weapon. And then suddenly, like they see something that they added in Iceborne, for example, which was one of the reasons I wanted to main Lance in Iceborne, uh, which was the counter. The counter move is so anime. Have you seen mm. it in Iceborne? You've, you've seen yeah. it, right? Yeah. So he's like, you slap the shield, and then you go, you get sent flying, and then you latch back on the monster. Like it's really yeah. cool, and a lot of people don't even know that thing exists. Like the first time they see it, it's like, wait, what? Lance does what? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like the lance has so much potential to it. I, I even made back in world. I made a video. Oh. It was like, you need to try the lance. Like that was the lance title. to me. 
I guess everyone will say this about their main weapon, but everything about it feels like an extension of my hand. Like it, everything feels natural and what I feel like I can do anything with a lance in my hand. Like there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. I can counter, I can attack, I can target, I can move, I can charge, I can you name it. Like in the triple hops and the side hops, like oh, I love the weapon so much. And they're bringing back the power guard, which I'm really happy about. The power guard was a little too powerful, in my opinion, but it was it it certainly rewarded the player for not just being able to do a counter right away, but also to set up a counter. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I really like that. I like I, a lot of times I would even do it out of instinct because I was like, okay, I wanted to lay this boom, go in the. In the I call it the super counter for some reason because, like, again, I, I'm terrible with with names. I keep forgetting the names of things, but yeah, I, I like that as well. Then, so the and the skill here, the Enrage Guard, this is basically taking the exact same skill from Generations, it looks like. Yeah. So that was one where if you knew you were going to get hit, like, you, okay, Nargakuza is charging up its tail. It's about to smack you in the face with it. It's a big attack. You go ahead and you hit that skill. You do a little guard. Not only do you get to guard the attack, but be, depending on the power rating of the attack, the boost that you get over the next, like, 90 seconds or whatever, it changes. And they have the same color. So, so, so they show so the yellow boost, the orange boost, and the red boost. The red boost, we're talking 30% attack increase for like a minute and a half or longer. 30%. Oh my That's God. That's what it was in Generations so, Ultimate. So it's, it was a, so it's a buff. It's a huge, huge buff for your okay, attack Because I, I, I thought that it was basically going to be like, okay, so the monster hit me for, I don't know, let's say 500 damage, just throwing numbers out, right? Because it's 500 damage, I'm going to lash out with a percentage of that damage back to him. I thought that's what it was. No, that, it's, oh it's, a, it's a buff during a period of time, and the buff you get depends on how powerful a move that you did it against. So it's so like the, the... If you know that a monster is going to do a big attack, you do it then, you get a huge boost. So it's like the offensive guard skill that we have in Iceborne right now. If you block something like at the very last second, you get uh, a damage boost as well. I don't remember what exactly the boost is, but it's very short duration though. Yeah, but this, we're talking, at least in generations, this was a very long, like 90 second or something duration. Oh my God, dude. Okay, I, mi I might have to main Lance for Rise, dude. And the power behind that thing was just ridiculous. Because, like, dude, the the twin vine thing is one of those moves that I really want to be able to pull off to kind of like save people that are about to go down. And if it's gonna have the the offensive potential that we're talking about here, then yeah, I think I might just have to do yeah, it. Before Enrage Guard was ten percent, twenty percent, and thirty percent boost, and we're talking like a minute or longer. I'm sure they'll tweak it a little bit, but. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It yeah. was so good, and it's great because when you know the monster really well, you have an idea of when it's about to do its most powerful attack, dude. It, and if you have your wire bugs saved up for that moment, and, it, and you and can it, use, I'm I'm assuming it's going to use two wire bugs. There's no way it's going to be a one cost. And it, and it just so if you use feels, two of them, oh. it just feels so good when you're. There's something about you just being in the face of a monster and not backing down, right? Because like most of the weapons, like okay, it's about to do this. Now I'm gonna dodge. With the lance, it's like nope, nope. You're gonna do that. That's fine. Let's go. Let's friggin' go. I'm gonna block and I'm gonna counter and I'm gonna block and counter. Bam, bam. I I love that. I friggin' love it. And the precision that you get to uh, do it with as well with the pokes, it's like oh. The one thing that I never the, the really lance to me is I never really mastered the charge very much. You know, like I can do the charge, but what I mean master is like doing like the the tech of you like 
charging through the monster I'll turn it around. and then turning it around with the sweep. And I was like, smacking it. Yeah. When I, when I, when I saw Kurupek would do that for the first time, I was like, look at this guy just freaking flexing this weapon. What the hell dude? That's, that's when I, it's such, it's so mobile. It's ridiculous. It is. And, and, and that's when I was like, okay, I want to be that good with one weapon. That's why I'm going to focus on this weapon. And you know, that's when I started going super heavy on the gun. I was like, I'm going to be that good, but with this other weapon. And but yeah, but as much as I love guarding with Lance, like if they're, if they make evasion Lance viable again, that will make me very happy. I don't know if you were ever tried evasion lancing, but it is I mean a surreal feeling when you pull it off. I mean my Alatreon gun lance skill is basically evasion lancing, but I do slap lancing <laughs> instead of uh instead of an actual lance, but that's basically what it is. It's pretty much the same thing. But when it comes to the lance, I prefer guard lancing personally. I really like guard lancing. Yeah. Guard was really good in World and Ice, but so I Yeah, everything about the lance, I am so excited. It it looks so good it's well beyond my expectations i i don't the thing is they made it look so good how am i going to use other weapons yeah like it's just too good it's it's gonna it's <laughs> gonna be hard like i i still i still have so many here that are gonna be weapons that are gonna like tickle my fancy it's gonna be like when i see the gun lands that's gonna be one that i'm gonna be paying very close attention then it's gonna be this actually i think sword and shield comes before the gun lands. so when i see the sword and shield that's gonna be a struggle then the gun lands and then the charge blade. The charge blade is one of those weapons that I love, but it's it's kind of got a bit of the case of the longsword that too many people play charge blade. Too many people play charge yeah. blade. And I and I actually have a friend that I tend to play with, and he always plays charge blade. Like everything he does, is just like charge blade. He doesn't play any other weapon. So well, that, yeah, well, that's the. I mean, that's not just with the charge blade. I think that's the problem with most of the weapons are all really good. If you well, all the weapons are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's your main weapon, so it becomes so addicting. That you never want to try anything else, and I think that's the biggest crime you can do to yourself as a hunter is to yeah. lock yourself away. Like, take the time before release and try the other weapon. They're all amazing. There's so many good. Weapons. I say that as someone who didn't really touch bow or or longsword, but well, yeah, but world was you know. also a harder game for you because you didn't get to play on your commutes and so on and so forth. So you know, it's it's a different thing, right? So. I think that on the Switch, Ugh. we're going to see a lot more Gaijin content. Am I right? <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. And I will play all the weapons and have tutorials for all of them. So I will learn them all. Don't worry. The demo is going to take up all my life. When that comes out, it's going to be, okay, let's relearn all these weapons. Let's get back into it, you know? <laughs> but I'm really interested to see what they do with Gunlance. Because the Gunlance gets revised so many times. Like I'm, we were talking last I'm, time, I'm like so the, hesitant, the like, heat gauge and then the worm steak blast. Like, what are they doing this time? I hope that they try something new. Because, because, like, I'm so scared of it because of the way that shelling works. Because the way that they always design shelling, it's like it's a flat value. Slow combat. Yeah, it's not even the slow combat. It's that it's a flat. The shelling is always a flat value. It never scales with anything except artillery. So it's like you always have this ceiling that you reach. And it's like from here on out, this is all your damage. You get nothing else. Yeah. And it's like, for instance, you look at something like the charge blade or even the sticky ammunition of the bow gun, which also scale with artillery, but also scale with attack and also scale with raw damage. And you're sitting there as a gun lance yeah. user. What, what about me? Like, what do I get? Right. And well, it also cuts down on the variation of how many gun lances in the end game are interesting to use. Exactly. Right? Cause like you look at them and you're like, okay, so what's like, that, that's actually one of the things that I talk about a lot in world, which was when I saw uh, during Iceborne, 
which because in world I was still kind of a bit noobish when it came to this stuff. But when I got to Iceborne and I got to the end of the game and I look at the Gunlands tree and I'm like, dude, you could literally take away 80% of the weapons in this tree because they're trash. They're useless. You can't use them for anything. You just take 80% of these weapons, throw them in the garbage. Like there's nothing to do with them. It's weird. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they find a way to fix that. That would be nice. Yeah. But uh, so which weapon out of the the remaining 10 are you looking forward to most to see? Give me give me two of them. Give me one because it's like your baby and one because you're just intrigued. You're you're very curious. Intrigued. One that I'm intrigued. Okay, so I'm intrigued about the hunting horn. Because like the hunting horn, it's it's one of those weapons <laughs> that like I know that I don't play hunting horn because I'm not good at it. I'm not good, even though I made a video explaining see, how it see, works. I'm like giving like the Denzel Washington like my man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I'm not good at the at the the hunting horn, but I love the hunting horn. And whenever I see someone that knows how to play hunting horn, I'm not talking about corner horners. Because, you know, I've seen yeah, some of those. Yeah. And it's, that's the way you like to play. That's fine. That's You do you, as long as you're having fun. But, yeah. like, what I'm talking about is when you see someone that actually knows how to play the weapon and is contributing to the hunt while at the same time providing you buffs, like, I'm always amazed by how they do that because it is a weapon that takes quite a significant amount of mastery, in my opinion, right? Um, and so... So I'm going to, I'm going to destroy that that notion by the way what? I've, I've worked on that for years trying to tell people that hunting horn is not that complicated it's there's not that much maintenance and it's not too hard to get into and i have not done my job because a lot of people still feel that way so i'm going to make it a mission statement to prove to everybody it's actually pretty easy to pick up i mean the, the, let, let me tell you let me tell you what is the thing about me and hunting horn right it is that you know, I, I see the notes of the things that I want to play and like say, I want to keep up. Okay, I want to keep up Attack Appell. I want to keep up, uh, I don't know, Stamina Regen or something else that the, the thing has. I want to keep up the three tunes, right? And the self-improvement, which is what World had, right? So I want to keep those three yeah. things up. So what I find myself doing, I'm always playing the notes over and over and over, channeling <laughs> them to get the three things. And then when I have the three things lined up, I you, <laughs> this, you're going to hate me for this. I put on the the mantle. I forget what the the Rocksteady mantle, so that you can't stop me. <laughs> and now I'm gonna hey, play all of my tunes, and you can't do you're anything. You're not interrupting about me. It, right? I might die in the middle of it, but you're not interrupting <laughs> exactly. my jam. I'm gonna play all of these tunes. I'm buffing everybody, and I don't care what you do. So that'd be the way that, that I would funny. do stuff uh, a lot of time, but. The thing to me is that is like I'm constantly I feel like I'm always getting pressured to keep the notes up. So I actually got to a point where mm. I consider that I was like I'm somewhat decent, but I was never really good at at the hunting horn. And particularly with the move that they had in Iceborne, I loved it so much. Where it just like spam, oh the and twirl, rotated in the monster's face. It's so I love that so much. It was funny because that was such a good move. I was yeah. I was making like videos for all the weapons in. Um, and and Iceborne before the the before the game came out during the beta, I was like doing these showcases of showing people what the weapons were feeling like at the time. And Dark Hero goes in my comment section. It's like make a video about the hunting horn, you coward! Like uh, you know, like the memes <laughs> that you get, right? And I grabbed this comment and I made a whole video about it of me just like wailing on Narga Kuga with the hunting horn. 
I basically started that video saying, I put the music that you get from the hunt that you used to get from the hunting horn in the beta, which was doot, doot, doot. It was that music. And it's like every time a note played in that music, I, I made text show up saying doot, doot, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, wow. I had so much fun in that video. It was amazing. But yeah, I, I beat Narga Kuga with it and it was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I never really got good, good at it. So that's the one that I'm intrigued. And the one that I'm looking to, because it's my baby, it's, it's two of them, which is Gunlance and Sword and Shield. Those are the ones that I'm looking forward to. Because mm. those are the two that I've played the most during World. Now, what about you? Same thing. One that you're intrigued by and one that's your baby. Intri okay, so intrigued by... Um... Hmm. I'll say my baby and only because I'm so sick of the negative Nargas out there all like, oh my God, they're taking away all the personality. They're stealing. It has no identity. The Insect Glaive has been destroyed. It bothers me so much because Insect Glaive is one of my top weapons that I use all the time. And it baffles me that everyone's like, other, other weapons can mount. So the Insect Glaive is now pointless. It, it's had its only feature ripped away from it. I'm like, what are you smoking? And then they're like, okay, now everybody can do uh, aerial attacks with the wire bug, so people are afraid of it. I'm like, the Insect Glaive has always been an incredibly viable, incredibly amazing weapon. It so is. I'm looking forward to them showing something that shuts everybody up because the weapon is crazy good, okay? The weapon is insane. Like, like I said, like in World, whenever I had a hunt that I was really struggling with, a lot of times I would pull out the Insect Glaive and like, let's go. Let's friggin' go. Yeah. So what I'm hoping is that because of the focus on animals and life, I would love to see some type of new gimmick with the kinsect. With the kinsect. Like I'm interested to, yeah, to see like how they push that a little bit further. It would be interesting. Um, and the weapon that I am, I guess that was my baby. And the one I'm intrigued by has to be Light Bowgun. Oh. Light Bowgun is a weapon I always use at the end game. The thing is, I don't use light bowgun like most people use light bowgun, which is like, you know, the light bowgun users who are really good, they're like, they're using like 15 different ammo types during a hunt. They're swapping <laughs> between them. They're owning their conduct. They're the maestro of the hunts, as I like to call them, right? And they're amazing. I like to play it as a more simple man. Like, give me my rapid shot. Give me evade distance and give me evade up. And let me just dance around and pew, pew, pew and have some fun. Oh, my God. And I like that. It's, there, it's, there it requires very little thought. It's all about positioning and timing. And it feels almost, I don't know what you call it, like, like meditation for me. Like yeah. it just, I really like dancing around a monster with a light bow gun, especially because traditionally monsters don't take really well if you start circling them. They generally start whiffing on most of their attacks. They're not used to it. And the light bowgun is great about strafing around a monster. So I'm looking forward to see what they do because I usually use it in the end game, but I want to see if they can pull me into using it more mid game. That would be interesting to see. How much fun did you have with the Iceborne auto reload thing when you dodge? I didn't even use it. Oh my God, dude. That was so Because good. to me, the dodge felt too big. It felt too... <sighs> I don't know what to call it. Like the, the, the evade reload is not the same as a sidestep, right? 
you do the, it's like you do two dodges in a row and the second dodge will, so you get the sidestep dodge and then you do like this slide type thing where he reloads yeah. the weapon halfway. <clears throat> where, I don't know if you ever played light bowgun in 4 ultimate, but like the Seregios light bowgun, if you just did a sidestep, it recharged, it reloaded a bullet, like just like a, like a oh, Gatling okay. gun. Yeah. Every sidestep was a reload and that was addicting. So I got so used to that that when when I tried the evade reload, I was like, "This is way too janky for me. I can't do this." So, I, I give me I a really good clip liked, size. I really liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the customization was great though. I liked the options. Yeah. Like it was cool. So, light bowgun. I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with that. I was just I was just disappointed, and I hope that they don't do the same thing with uh, the bowguns, which is how powerful sticky ammunition was. Like sticky ammunition <laughs> was ridiculous, dude. It was like anybody oh, that I'm would sure have change it. A, a, anyone that would have a problem with literally any monster, the solution was sticky ammo. Sticky. Right up until Alatreon. Until Alatreon, like the solution to everything is like, oh, you're having problems with that monster? Get some sticky ammo on it. Pff, no problem. Like everybody going like, oh man, friggin' uh kushala the aura big problem and then you'd see like a, a sticky gun using soul <laughs> what excuse me St was a stick sticky goes burr <laughs> yeah pretty much sticky goes burr and just like destroyed everything it was it was completely insane so i hope that they don't do that I, yeah i'm gonna assume they're gonna balance that yeah and i would like to see them focus more on elemental shots the elatrion light bowgun and iceborne just reminded me how much i love playing elemental yeah. light bowgun I think, especially with rapid shots. So I think elemental damage in general, like uh, you know how on Alatreon, for instance, if you, you know, it's it's a fight that's all about elemental damage, right? But elemental damage actually nerfs the amount of overall damage that you do to the monster, which is stupid. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> like seriously, because like here here here's me going like all out when I was doing that thirteen hour run that I told you about against Alatreon. I was going all out on elemental. You want to know when I started winning was when I said, okay, I'm swapping out this elemental necklace for agitator. I put on agitator five and I'm just doing more raw damage Boom. and I'm just being more successful. And I'm like, the whole point of this fight is elemental damage. Like this doesn't make any sense. Right. So like, yeah, I think the thresholds are way too low. I think elemental damage in general needs like an overhaul where I, I think here's the thing. I think raw damage should be viable against everything. But I think elemental yeah. damage, if you take, if you go to the trouble of making a proper elemental set and you're aware of like, have an edge, a small it should edge. have a small edge, not be super above and beyond, but a yeah. small edge. Not like Pokemon levels of uh, super effective, but yeah, small edge. Or as, or as some people even say, like, you know, it could potentially do like a status ailment, like you could cause like a burning ailment or uh, some kind of a slow ailment if you have ice or stuff like that, or exhaust the monster faster if you have water. You know, there's stuff like that I feel like would be more interesting, but it's because ultimately the meta always ends up being more raw. Yeah. We need more raw. And then they come out with... Even something weird like, you know, maybe body parts break faster if you're doing the right element. I don't know. Yeah. Like you get part breaker bonus or something. I mean, ultimately, I don't think this game is going to be incredibly difficult. I don't expect it to be. Yeah. And I don't expect the hunts to be incredibly long, but... There comes a point where you, when things are too powerful, though, or too weak, and it's just kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, I hope that um, 
we get we get a little bit closer to what Gen U was and a little bit in terms of like how long a hunt lasts and how tough a monster is and a little bit less towards world because world you know with the exception of certain monsters overall it was just like a lot easier i felt like than older games huh yeah i i found this discussion always a weird one because everyone i ask i get a completely different answer like completely different like i'll say you know g rank in monster Hunter generations ultimate it's like a 15 minute hunt and people are like what it takes me 30 i'm like what <laughs> and then some yeah. people are like you know, Monster Hunter World hunts take like 15 to 20 minutes. People are like, what? It's over in five to seven. What are you talking about? And like, everyone's just so different. It, 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 there's a lot of factors there. <laughs> like, yeah, if you put a gun lance, <laughs> it's probably going to take you like 20 to 30 minutes to do a G rank hunt solo. If you put a sword and shield, it'll be 15 minutes. See, like that, at least for like, me, to that, me that would be World really and Iceborne hunts take longer than Generations Ultimate. Oh, definitely not. Even even solo G rank, solo G rank is still faster for me than doing solo master rank in Iceborne. I think that's a consequence of you probably playing more old style Monster Hunter than you've played World. I think. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Yeah, you got that as well. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things where if you practice it, uh, the more you practice, the better you get. And I think that in World you can bust things down a lot, particularly. In Iceborne, after yeah. you get like the clutch claw, and you're just like slamming monsters into walls and into each other and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? That's true. And also, I think how buffs stacked so much in Iceborne that if you weren't going crazy oh. with stacking on your set, you it made the hunts much longer, probably. Oh as yeah. Well. Like, did, did you ever you hunted Fatalis, right? Did you you yeah. saw you saw its set as well? Oh yeah, you even robbed it. You. <laughs> You took you literally I made the full set without killing it. You took Fatalis's lunch money, dude. <laughs> you went up to him with your plunder blade and you took his lunch money. <laughs> I was rude. I mean I've I've beaten it many times afterwards, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like I, I've done it legit, but that was funny. But the, the thing that I How wanted I to bring up with, with that is just the amount of skills that you can stack on Fatalis's armor is redonkulous. Oh. It's like I'll just get attack up, I'll just get agitator, just get critical seven, critical boost, weakness exploit, uh, get evade window three for free, get stun resistance level three for free. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd be lucky to get like four skills on, on like one of the old sets. You'd be lucky to get that's four That's what skills. I hope they go back. That's what I really hope they go back to is less skills because yeah. it's nice knowing that there's a trade-off. Do I run challenger, which is, I guess that's the old term for. It's, it's, agi the, it's agitator basically. Uh, it was, agitator. Yeah. yeah. So like, do I run challenger plus two, but if I do that, then I can only run attack up S. I can't have attack up large. Exactly. Like I have to choose. Like there's always a, a trade-off and balance saying, well, I'm really good at fighting this monster when it's enraged or I'm going to enrage it. So I'll choose that versus this. And like, it just, there was more thought behind it. And I really appreciated that. I completely, it, it was the same thing. Like I remember when I was doing like an, an armor set for fighting like um, Rajang in Gen Yu. And I was like, well, I mean, for this one, I'm pro I probably should get like, I don't remember if his is unblockable. I think his, his beam is unblockable unless you have guard up, right? 
I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. Yeah. So I was like, well, uh, since, since this was unblockable for this set, I'm going to need bring guard up and bringing guard up was not something as easy as like, Oh, I'll just get this deco and boom guard up. It was more like, Oh no, I'll have to like actually sacrifice a skill to bring guard up. And then it becomes an actual yeah. decision as opposed to just like, well, I guess I won't bring like, I don't know, one evade window or something else and just get guard up. Right. I agree. Well, it reminds me of like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate or 3G was my first game. And I remember the driving force behind that game as a Lancer was I want to make the Ignactor Z armor. That literally drove me through the entire game just for that one piece of armor. That was my goal. And it was like the golden set. You couldn't you couldn't get much of a better set. And you look back on it today, the thing had guard two, guard up, and mind's eye. That's it. <laughs> And that was and that was a god set. It had minus one in constitution. So you had to gem that out. Otherwise, you would use more stamina, which is horrible for a lance. Yeah. And with a charm, you could maybe you could nail that out and maybe get in one more skill like um speed sharpen or something. But like that was like the god set. Like that was like you know. Now that's just like that's low rank, baby. Like anybody yeah, could have it's, that. It's it's Sometimes less is actually more. And there's, uh, yes, that, I, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I made videos saying, like, I feel like this set is way too powerful and I still feel that way. But uh, a lot of people are like, no, this is fine. It's perfect. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm in the minority then. It's but. just, it's the way they designed the game. So, I mean, you can't change it after the fact, you know? Yeah. But, but I'm super interested to see what they do with armor skills this time. The whole system, like, no one knows. And I'm super curious because I think there's some really good things that they did with like making it simple for people. Yes. But I also, there's things that I didn't like about it. Like we talked about, which is like slots and too many skills and everything just gets diluted and stackable and weird and, and, and stuff. So, and it also brought about this mentality that everybody needs to, you got to stack attack and just like stack attack for everything. And it's like, I defended being against that, but then some of the last encounters that they put in the game, it's like, well, you can't really get away from it because there's a hard time limit. You got to stack attack. <laughs> but I did make videos where I said like, no, you don't have to stack attack. For, and for like 99% of the cases, you don't. You can just like do whatever you want. Do Play whatever makes you feel comfortable. Like yeah. I don't play Gen U by stacking attack and weakness exploit and crit boost and whatnot. I play hey. with a lot of fun skills, and it's fine. The only thing we need to stack is Esker goes. We need five of them. We need to stack them. <laughs> stack them on <laughs> top of each other. We'll have lots of healing snails all around the arena. It'll be like a green aura of, of, <laughs> of healing energy. Oh, man. And uh, I can't wait for the demo. The demo is going to be so much fun. It's going to be friggin' wild. But uh, on, on, I wonder if they're only going to give us one map or not. Like it would make sense. Like they only give us the ancient shrines. But can you imagine if they gave us two maps in the demo? That would be crazy. Oh, I hope it's only. Nice. I hope it's only one because again, because of that joy of discovery thing that I have. <laughs> I hope it's only one because I want to explore the new maps in the actual game itself. So I hope it's only one, but who knows? Like in the beta for world, we had two, we had the forest and we had Wildspire. The first True. beta was, uh, actually, I think in the first beta we had both already. Oh my gosh. You just reminded me. There's something about the trailer. We didn't talk about what Kizu. Oh my God. We didn't talk about Jesus. Kizu, our favorite phallic mascot. <laughs> 
So like people, okay, like if you don't know the monster, like it, this, okay. Oh, I do, I do, I do know, I do know the monster. I do know Kezu. This is definitely Kezu. Kezu. Like Kezu's back. Okay. Like they just need to confirm it at this point. It's like hearing Nargakuka and you say, well, they didn't confirm it. It was like, ah, yeah, they did. You hear, you hear the roar and you see the lightning slide across the floor and you're like, yep, that's Kezu. Yeah. So they basically teased an ice map. They showed baggies, which is really interesting because, like, we have Jagras, but we haven't have a confirmed great Jagras yet. Yes. And we have baggies now, and we don't know if the great baggie is going to be in there because that would have to compete against the uh, Somnicanth for a sleep monster, right? And that feels like a weird competition between those two. Yeah, because the Somnicanth would win. But then we have the Kezu Roar, and it's setting out the bolt. How do you feel about Kezu coming? I am I love it. I I'm very very happy to hear Kezu's coming back. I am not a fan of Kezu. He <laughs> he creeps me out, dude, and he, he creeps me out a little bit. And Kezu is one of those monsters that like um, the first time I fought him was in Fu, and I had no idea. You know, I I barely knew how to play the game. Right, my friend was just trying to get me into it. And so all of the lightnings and stuff, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to block the big light. No, no, you're not. The big laser thing is like, oh, my God. So Kezu has always been one of those things. And then, so Okay, so here's, I want to ask you a question because you're someone who doesn't like the monster. Everything you don't like a monster is probably mitigated by the ability to use a wire bug. You make a very good point. What do you think about that? You make an excellent because the the next thing that I was going to bring up is how uh, in in the old games Kazu didn't just c- kind of like go to the ceiling, and I'm just like looking at him like, "Can you come down? I want to fight. <laughs> I can't flash bomb you because you're blind. Like what the hell? Yep. <laughs> Literally everything about that monster that people don't like is mitigated by the wire bug. It's all the game needed was a jump button. And people would have not. You're have right because about the we monster. can we can jump up to avoid the attacks. Uh, if we get knocked mm-hmm. down, we can recover from the attacks so that we don't get wamboed. So yeah, because he wombos and and he has a lot of where you go in there, you try to punish him, and then he charges up, and you know it's like okay, I got to get out of here really fast. You have evade. Now you can use wire bugs yeah, to evade. You, I think it's going to be a fun hunt. You make a good point. I'm I'm not that scared of him anymore. I've overcome my fears. The, the wire book has made me overcome my fears of Kezu. Oh. I mean, would you rather have that or would you rather have Kieran? Okay. Like, come on. Kieran would be annoying either way. Hey, Kieran's, Kieran's not, he's not, it's not a bad hunt. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So you're in team Kieran. I'm in team Kezu. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Kieran at all. Particularly, I, I remember when, um, when we had to when we had to fight arch tempered Kieran and World, I made a set called the Rubber Boots because you know it's <laughs> prevent getting electrocuted. I made a gunline set I called the Rubber Boots. <laughs> the Rubber Boots. Dude. So I'm kind of curious now that they they've remade the map for the flooded forest. I wonder if for the frozen area, if it's going to be a brand new location or they're going to remake another previous map or not. It's it's or. Same goes with like a volcano area because we know the game will have if one. They, if they did like, remake it, would you rather have the Arctic Ridge or the Frozen Tundra? I, th- I, yeah, I think Arctic that's Ridge the name, right? Gener- Arctic, Region, Ar- Arctic Ridge is FU, right? Yeah. And Frozen Tundra is for you, if I remember correctly. 
Or is Frozen Tundra in 3U? No, yeah, you're, you're right, I think. Definitely not the Arctic Ridge. I don't want to see that map remade. See, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I, I think I would want... <laughs> I would want the Arctic Ridge. I think that's a really fun map. And then they go to the cave at the end of it and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm I know people are really split and I love Giganax as well. Giganax is one of my favorites. I want it back as well. But I'm happy to see Kezu is gonna be coming back to scare everybody. Hey, well, I'm just hanging around and I don't hear any, you know, background music for a boss yeah. monster. So I'm just chilling out, mining some ores, and all of a sudden. Here comes the, the screech. What was that? The Kesu screech. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, that, that was 100% his screech. So yeah, Kesu is coming. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. <laughs> but you and me best, both. I mean, the best theme song, of course, in all of Monster Hunter. Yeah, which is no song. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the oldest dad joke in Monster Hunter, I think, is... Man, that Kezu theme song's awesome. <laughs> that's that's a, so it doesn't have one. That's an that's an easy way to catch like someone who says, Oh yeah, yeah, I play Monster Hunter 2. Yeah, that game's great. And you're like, Yeah, man, that Kezu theme song, what do you think about it? It's like, oh man, I love it. It's my favorite. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you never played it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to catch somebody off guard with that one as well. Oh I just love man. the lineup of the monsters they got. Like, all they need now is to announce something like Lagambi and um, uh, what's his name? The pill bug. Uh, you Volvedon, and I'll be so happy. You want Lagambi? Oh, good God. Yeah, that's another one where <laughs> imagine how fun that's going to be with the wire bug. When that thing charges at you and you can jump over it and be like, miss me, bitch. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, over here, you're all, you're playing like, you know, like over here. Woohoo. You know, like that's you're, gonna be you're, fun. you're being a matador, basically, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, have you ever have you ever killed Snow Baron? Oh, many, many times. Oh my god! Like we had to. Do I love Lagambi. It's my one of my friend. Favorites. My friend wanted to make a Snow Baron Lagambi set. We had to climb all it's the way so to. Good. Oh my god! I hated that. I hated it. Jesus Christ! Wow. Because I would get it's one of my favorites. I love the monster. I'd get frozen all the time. Like I think it's amazing. Like I love seeing him like slip and slide all over the place and then rolling up a big ball and trying to pick it up. And if you sonic bomb him or whatever it was, you would drop the ball like, oh Yeah. Like I think that's great and fun, but it's like the fight itself. Like it was so annoying every time that he would get you with the slide. And now I'm frozen. And then he'd wombo you and it's like, oh, like usually I wouldn't because I came from from Worlds. I mean I didn't just came from World, but I'm saying like I went to GU after World, right? Because of yeah. that, I wouldn't have that thing about oh I got to bring in this thing to counter the frost thing that he does. It's like ugh. I'm just saying like imagine holding off, not using all your silk binds, and using just the wire bug for traversal. It tries to throw a big snowball. You just zip to the side and smack it in its face. It's gonna feel good. Like I said, I also think that they're going to have to make the monsters more agile to compensate for that. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. The monsters it are going to be, be um, like supersonic levels. Be careful what you wish for, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you want you want to be faster? Okay, the moss is going to be faster too. Like, that's one of the warnings that I've been saying. Dude, with all of this mobility, like, in order oh, to compete with that, crazy. the monsters are going to be insane. 
But uh, they're gonna be fast, which which is why the rampage is gonna be even more fun. Yeah, if everyone's running around like going crazy, it's gonna be like panic time. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> but on that note, that's a party up in here. We've uh, we've crossed three hours of podcast. Three hours. Oh my god. <laughs> which to be honest, but at least I know that I'm definitely I'm definitely over my cold. If I can talk for three hours and I'm not coughing. Which to be honest, these three good. hours felt like five minutes. <laughs> Oh my god, so Yikes. much fun. But uh we should call it so here. I, I'm super excited to talk to you about Soulsborne games and stuff like that. So I'm happy we got to talk about this, but I'm excited for uh, a future conversation with you. We gotta we gotta do we gotta do one just dedicated to Soulsborne games, uh and then we'll get back to Rise again. <laughs> because <laughs> there's going to be more stuff to talk about rise i mean especially in the in the coming days with all the weapons coming out and whatnot we're going to be like, oh man get the more buttons oh, it's so crazy but uh we are going to call it here because pretty soon youtube is going to be like this video is too big can't upload that it's yeah. illegal <laughs> so that or we're going to ruin your sleep schedule and your cold's going to get worse pretty much so i'm going to put all of the links for uh, Gadget Hunter um, below this video, just like last time. Uh, so if you guys enjoyed the video, leave it a like. Uh, if you didn't enjoy the video, leave it a dislike. Gadget, any parting words, sir? I hope you feel better. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put it that way. I mean, it's the end of the year. People are catching colds. Weather's getting cold around the world. So I just hope uh, you and everybody... I. Don't take melatonin if you're not used to it. Definitely. <laughs> don't avoid 10 and, and don't do 10 milligrams <laughs> for sure, because that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, I hope you feel better, because it's feeling under weather is never fun. And you too, sir. With that, we'll see and, you uh, guys yeah. in the next one. Peace out. Happy hunting, everybody. <laughs>